that like he he gets this way because he's nothing but like uh, cow testicles, liver, organs, and meat. He grounds himself every morning and gets sun on his face, and that's all he does. That's like his whole thing. He never like, wears a shirt. Never wears a shirt. I wouldn't either if I was no, <laughs> no deodorant. Doesn't wash his hair, his beard. Everything's all fucking natural, like caveman. And this is the liver king. The liver king. It's it's total bullshit. You know anything about like like lifting weights and like. Like what what a bite looks like naturally, mm-hmm. the dude's juice the fucking gills. Like it's obvious. He's obviously on steroids. <laughs> but like he goes there. That's one of the things. Like, that's, you know, like, that's the name of the steroids he uses. Is sun on my face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, all I do is I ground myself, get some sun on my face. Mm-hmm. That's it. But it. He basically has like um, concentrated all the like bro science like. Touch grass, you know, get sun on your balls and eat, <laughs> and eat liver and lift yeah. weights and like, like all the all the all those you know, social media accounts, the weight lift, you know, the esoteric weightlifters you see mm-hmm. that like concentrated into one guy. Yeah, the thing is, he's uh, he's trying to sell you uh, like supplements mm-hmm. as well. That's that's what most of those cats are doing. Like they're like like I told you, I found the perfect way to help boost this diet. Yeah. Stick around, we'll find out why. It's like, stick, around, stick around. around for how long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell me. <laughs> like, what is it? Like, there's the one guy who sells mud. You know, it's, it's like, it's like the mud water. Yeah, he's like, people ask me what I'm drinking all the time. I tell them it's mud. It's like <laughs> mud. <laughs> what do you mean mud? Stick around, I'll tell you more. No, I want to watch this video on fucking. Uh, it's like look. Flat Earth. It's like look. I. Violent J and Shaggy are on your mom's house, and the clip is only five minutes long. <laughs> that's, that's the amount of time I was expected to be investing here. But that's one of the things he talked about: is like getting sun on your face. I'm mean, getting like grounding yourself every morning, um, and getting sun on your face. Now the sun on your face thing, I actually absolutely 100 believe. Like facing the sun the first thing in the morning when you wake up. Oh yeah, with your eyes closed. Like there's like you actually feel that in your brain. That's like, firing up. That's the little bit of godliness you're going to get today yeah, is yeah, seeing yeah. the sun. But Andrew uh, Huberman talked about like getting sun on your face in the morning is per- important to your circadian rhythm. Like it, it starts, it, it regulates it. I believe that for sure. Like, look, Good one, Colt. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, luckily like with my job, it's like I'm like out, you don't, you don't I'm, out, I'm outside before the sun comes up. Yeah. You know. And so like I see the sunrise just about every morning. <laughs> and I'm still a white pasty fuck, <laughs> you know. Well, sometimes but, uh, genetics are hard to overcome. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I too am a nine trade blood. <laughs> but um, the the contact with the soil, I think, is super important, and just, not just like the electromagnetic exchange between you and the ground, but like the exposure to like minerals and you know, there. I, I feel like you don't just get vitamins from your food, you know, like it's the, it's the, it's what you touch, what you breathe, what, you well, know, the, sunlight. The, the yeah. weird thing about that, when you said that is like, uh, I can't remember. I was watching a video the other day that basically said that, um, <clears throat> what we can ingest like naturally through diet, our body will produce. And like vitamin D is like one of those things. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a lot of vitamin D in the world. Like I, I like naturally that you can get naturally you get to produce it. With you. Majority of it comes from producing with your skin. That makes sense. Even like taking vitamin D, the uptake on it, if you take it, like, especially with calcium and everything, the uptake is not that great. Mm-hmm. The best way to do it is like actually to get sun every day. Right. Because your body produces it that way. Well, like I was, um, I was telling y'all before we uh, got started, I, uh, it's been like probably just a week or so yeah. of like doing like 
the grounding thing, and I, I again, I, I wish my brain was smart enough to remember all this stuff, but like, um, the dudes who were looking at this experiment and seeing that like the exchange of like electrons between the person and the earth was like instant yeah. and then like the blood they had like taken like only two hours for like the entire circulatory system to be recharged essentially as well now, I, don't, I don't know what um yeah what that would uh, <clears throat> how would you say imply like as far as like what it can do like guess the holistic approach right as far as like ridding the body of dis-ease mm -hmm. or disease but i i would imagine that like it's not gonna hurt you know what i mean right like, right hey, like, you hurt yourself getting out of walking barefoot <coughs> now you might change your tune probably in the middle of january when i was having frost in the ground <laughs> i well around here since close to the swamps i just try to be mindful of like snakes. ants and snakes <laughs> yeah. and methods but it's funny. Squirrel it's, holes. Yeah. I don't want like a fucking squirrel or a gopher biting my pinky toe if I'm standing at the wrong part. It's something that's so basic to like natural humanity that we take for granted. You know, just touching the ground with your bare feet. Yeah. You know, because we've modernized to the point where it's like that's um, novel. You know what I mean? Like, oh wow, I never thought about that. Touching grass with my skin, you know, could be good for you. You know. Yeah. But it's one, it's just one of the many it's one of the many things we've given up like through modernization and technology. You know, shoe, shoes like change the world. You know, they've been around forever, but right. you know, it's like, oh yeah, you can walk around on rough terrain, you can walk over glass, you know, hot sand it protects you from hot sand, stuff like that. But at the same time it makes you makes you weak, you know. Like wearing shoes all the time makes your feet soft so that if you do walk around barefoot well, you're not going to get very far. Yeah. yeah. It was like plant, like, come on, shooting shit. They, some people think that, like, plantar fasciitis. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what the fuck is that? Plantar fasciitis, the tendons from the connect to your heel to your toes. That's the plantar, plantar, plantar tendons or whatever the fuck they're called. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a farmer. Don't take me from my word. Um, but apparently, the, the, what happens is, like, most times those get injured, and itis means there's inflammation, so it's it hurts or whatever. It's very, very painful. Right. Uh, so we feel some people think that comes from wearing shoes, and shoes you don't have, to have your foot doesn't have to be strong, like your arches get weak. Cause yeah, you know, everything's heel toe. Like if, it, if you're toe, inside the shoe, like that's you know you're avoiding well, your like arch altogether. Running like when I came, I'm not like, sure what that means. I, I, I haven't done that ever. <laughs> I've heard about it. I tried it once. I didn't like it. So well, like with Nike shoes, like. We run, we slam our heels in the ground. That's not how you're supposed to run. That's why people like saying running's bad for you because it's bad on your hips and knees. Well, yeah, when you land straight-legged on a piece of rubber, yeah, the shot comes straight up to your hip. Oh, man, shin splints is fucking stupid painful. That's the dude. same thing. With, shin splints come from having weak shins. Is what, is what the weak shin is. I mean, I, think, well, you gotta, I don't know why you have to attack me like that. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 everybody's had them. But I'm saying, like, that's what they think platter fasciitis is the weakening of, the, of your feet. Mm. And like some people start doing like feet exercises, like you fly your toes out and grip the ground the best you can, like you work your feet, and it goes away apparently mm -hmm. instead of having a painful surgery. Makes me. I'm always intrigued about like how like life and culture was probably like say like 300 or so. You you know before before America came about. You know just how like how America was 
right? So like, we're 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 told it was just kind of like no man's land. It's just oh, it was nothing but American Indians that were here. It's like oh, I mean, it seems that like white and black folk were already here as well, right? The Vikings were here. The Moors were here. So like, I I wonder if if um these uh, non-Anglo or non-Anglican, I guess, like, sort of modernizations where... The uh, whiteies? <laughs> well, ang Anglican would be... Those Saxon yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> the French. <laughs> so the... this uh, I guess I guess I'm blaming shoes all entirely on the British, you know? Yeah. They didn't brush their teeth. <laughs> but they took care of their shoes and stuff. No, 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 no. No time for bathing. Put your shoes on, darling. Oh, imagine like picking a girl up at a pub 40 years ago. You take her home. You fucking unlace seven layers of garments. Pull everything down and then like the smell of... They're still covered in shit. They're still covered in shit on their legs. Oh, oh God. That's that's why you should, should have listened to like... Your uh, your grandparents when they were like like look we're gonna set you up with the Johnsons farm like they have a daughter we're gonna have you all wed at like fourteen as soon as she's like of age and then you could start making kids like that's the way it used to be yeah that's the way it used to be it was just like hey welcome to Earth get the fuck up we got shit to do <laughs> like good lord but like. I wonder if it was like that, or if there was like a lot of the stuff that well tie into um, things that like the I guess the the Tartarian like conspiracy or whatnot will tie into or um, um, Antiquitech, right. right? Where it's like knowledge that we was handed down from ancestors that they sort of just swept under the rug. That I think the the holistic crowd would now have like um, a loose grip on it. Oh, yeah. And me, an even looser one, you know. But like well, th th things like that, you I know. Think like you gotta apply what makes sense and what was not too fucking ridiculous. Like it's not too ridiculous to get up when the sun's up, right? Walk outside with your cup of coffee, walk around the yard a little bit, sit in a chair and just with your eyes closed. Take twenty minutes with your face in the sun, meditate, think about your day, plan thing out, like plan for scenarios going bad so when it happens, like you don't fucking fall apart. Like take that twenty minutes to your day where you're not being inundated with information. You're just inside your head, outside the elements, and just organizing your, your body for the day. You can't take too far where you're fucking... <clears throat> bleaching your asshole yeah, in the morning like, sun like, in front of <laughs> waving to your neighbors. You're, 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 morning, Tom! You're in the backyard, all your legs up, holding your ankles, facing the sun. No, no, front, front yard's the only way to go. <laughs> facing the highway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a day, huh? This is the perfect anus bleaching weather. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> you can't enjoy me, Frank. <laughs> Got some carrot juice over here. There's some of that shit is like just fucking stupid. Like it... there, I'm saying there may be some benefits to like perennium and asshole like bleaching in no, the no, sun. No, no, no. But I'm just saying though. Like I think that it's it wouldn't matter the body part. No. You know what I mean? I think right. it's just like right. it's just like yeah, you're you're naked in the sun. How you're facing it, you know? Just say the sun feels good in your balls and asshole. Just, <laughs> that's why you're doing. My that. question is: Are you when you're doing this? Are you on your back with your mm -hmm. knees pulled up, or 
Or do you kind of take it to like a better level where you're sort of crouched doggy and you got like your ass <laughs> arched up? Yoga grabbing their ankles, just spread that damn thing. Well, over. I mean, I'm just saying, if if that works, I might want to try it the other way. Maybe you know, doggy style the sun. Yeah, yeah, penetration, sun, <laughs> solar penetration. It's the only way to go. It's the future. Um, no, but like, um, I, I think you're, I think you're correct though. With like, it's like if you take that to just like start your day with right yeah. like and like be in the sun like i try to do that every morning you know yeah um but try taking your shoes off as well you know like what's touch like, touch the actual earth what's like the uh cold shower thing pretty sure y'all know that. i only i only take those when i'm really really sad <laughs> um apparently like the benefit of this place would be a benefit taking taking uh like a cold shower having like cold having cold shock ice baths wakes you up well wakes you up but apparently um I don't know the fucking like uh, biological response to it. It's supposed to be really good for you, but there's like a uh, like tales of Appalachia, like when people have like fevers and flus and stuff to mm. go get in a cold spring, mm. stuff like that. Like that was and it's supposed to some fucking how it it heals you. There's something to it, like having those extremes. So that's fucking wild to me. Like I think like. It'd be interesting to see, like, putting more investment in science, not in, not into pharmaceuticals, but into just, like, studying, like, medicines of the earth, I guess. Well, like, I'm wording it poorly, but, like... No, no, like, basically... I'll give you an example. Went on heavy keto, like, in 17. Started in, like, the... December, October, and went into, like... I think it was, yeah, 17. I was on for like six months. All I ate was meat, avocado, uh, leafy greens, a little bit of fruit. Blood juice. Blood juice. Uh, <laughs> it's the best I ever felt my whole entire life. Why'd you stop? Uh, Hurricane Michael came through. And like, <laughs> it just seemed like a convenient excuse to quit. Yeah, yeah. I, if I'm just being fucking honest with you. Look, we might not be able to... Have burritos for the winter. We need to stock up. <laughs> Listen, the hurricane's coming through for two days. I just, I want to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> it's funny how your mind works like yeah. that. <laughs> I'll I, do. I, plan it out. Trust me. <laughs> Mine will do that with me like every time the weekend gets here. I'll even tell myself like Friday morning, I'll be like, you know, we don't have to do cheat day. Be like, we can, we can home cook a nice meal tonight and whatnot. And then invariably by the time like, Around like you know, five six p.m. rolls around like it's just like you will buy the pizza. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I will buy the pizza. <laughs> you will enjoy it. I will enjoy it. But like you know, eating like steak, fish, little chicken, all that, all that was was very nutrient dense food. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and that like, I could have went to a doctor and got medication that lose weight or whatever whatever they would prescribe me something versus like trying to like hey I guess it, I'm trying to say it comes back we always want a quick fix for everything and far, we've been taught for, for the last 60 years pharmaceuticals is the way to go versus like hey maybe clean your diet up go outside get some sun 30 minutes a day yeah. a little exercise stay off your phones do something constructive every day and just a little sit and wallow in misery. Get a, a steady sleep cycle. Steady sleep cycle is probably the most important thing. I guarantee to you people who are dealing, a lot, a lot of people are dealing with anxiety. Now it's, it, it starts a cycle, you're anxious so you can't sleep. 
Mm-hmm. Because you can't sleep, you get piss poor sleeps, and you, you start the it just it feeds on itself. Mm-hmm. And some people do have like legit problems with it, but I think a lot of people, if you could just get a good seven to eight hours of sleep a night, mm-hmm. eat someone healthy, be constructive, and don't don't, don't sit around all day. Like yeah. earn your earn your keep. You know what I mean? Yeah, I saw a statistic just the other day that said if um, if you're a man who only gets five or six hours of sleep per night, you have the testosterone levels of somebody ten years older than you. Yeah, and I go ahead and tell you when I was on the keto, I was getting eight to nine to six hours a night eating mm. beef. Like it, the the boners were the hardest to table. Like so, <laughs> take that as you will. Like I was, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be like too revealing too much, but like, I'm just being honest. Like I could tell. No, no, boner strength's fucking important, man. Yeah. Like I, especially like the older you get, and T levels as well. Yeah. Like you gotta be conscientious of it, man. Because like what. Like I, I keep thinking like at least the um, insecure part of my brain will go to like like what would I do if like say like four villains show up yeah and I don't have a gun on me mm-hmm. you know like all I have are like my limbs my brain and you like my my will to get away you know or what like. <clears throat> No matter what that is, it's fight or flight, you know? Like, it's like, like I'm going to get the, out of that situation. You but, have the strength and the cardiovascular endurance to fight off four people in your home. Yeah, it's like, bro, how quickly am I going to get winded from that? Like, okay. one minute? Very fast, yeah. Like, you know, four people in one minute? Oh, my God, man. So, like, that'll be, um... Anytime I, like... Because I'll work out at my desk, yeah. right? Because, like, like I, 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 I like seeing, like, the progress... Of like slowly seeing like my tiny puny little arms get like bigger and right and like seeing like my shoulders like get bigger, seeing my fucking fat ass like belly get smaller, my titties get smaller. Like Throwing on a shirt that didn't fit, now it fits better. Bro, like it feels out in the right places. Like it's 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 rewarding, right? And like you you feel better, but like it's um. It, it's it's not it's easy to become complacent with that much progress, right? Mm-hmm. To like as soon as you see progress, it's like, yay, I did it! And it's like, bro, like, I'll try to compare it to like other aspects of my life because fuck comparing yourself to other people yeah. in, in in regards to self betterment. You know, focus on yourself. But I'll be like, man, what a hack I would be if like I wrote all these like songs or did all these paintings and didn't finish them. Right, just got like part of the way, and be like, "Oh yeah, I've got these ideas. Look, look at all the stuff I can do." It's like, "Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't finish it though." You know, like I, like I could still improve, and like, then those will be the things I'll, that uh, will keep me up if I'm having bad sleep on a bad sleep cycle. Right? Yeah. It's like, it's like, fuck, man, you were doing good. Why didn't you? Why didn't you stay the course with it? It's like, fuck, why didn't I stay the course? That, with that it? guilt like that will start a. And, I, and it's somebody like me is my size. Like, hey, it's obvious that I have problems with food. Um, cause You're not the fattest you've been, though. Oh, I am like, the fattest I've been. Right? Sitting in this chair, I'm the fattest I've ever been. Really? Yes. Well, you should do something about that. I, I do. I, I do these things where I go back and forth. I'll stand on for two or three weeks, and then, like, I'll get off. And I've, I'm starting to, I, I think I've finally figured out, like, the problem is, is, like, and this goes to, like, all of American diet culture. You try to do these bipolar swings mm-hmm. and how you're you you eat right like, like i could do keto for a while because i like steak i like vegetables i like fruit i can stay on that but like you can't eat that all no no people are built to eat that way all the fucking time it just doesn't work that way it's not sustainable 
And wait, wait, something like uh, what? What's the thing that uh, is lacking from that? Like sugar, carbohydrates, like from a keto diet? Yeah, you cut it off. Basically, yeah, you cut off like sugar, carbohydrates, pretty much. Yeah. So like it is there's a um, there's a high you get from like sugar and like from carbs. Like it's 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 like a drug. Like as, as somebody who has done many drugs in their life, no. <laughs> like I can I can tell you firsthand that like sugary junk food or like carb and by junk, people say junk food they think of like candy and stuff. Like no no like junk food. There's no nutrition. Like there's no no, no. it will keep you alive. Yeah. You can keep living. Like you can live off a bag of rough. You can eat. You can eat rough potatoes. Yeah, and not day. die of, of starvation. Yeah, that that doesn't mean you should. No. Right. <laughs> no. But like you, you should do something about it, man. Like if, if if you're the biggest that you've been like right now, you should do something about it. What helps me out is like I have a large frame. And I did spend my late twenties and early thirties lifting a lot of weights, so I carry it very well. You do. But and you're strong as an ox, you know. I, I think I did like a BMI test one time. Like I think if if I had zero percent body fat, I'd weigh two hundred ten pounds. Which I would also fucking insane. I'd also be <laughs> I'd also be dead. But, <laughs> um, well, you're pretty tall too, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about being tall. I mean, Sydney, Sydney always goes back and forth about me not being over six foot, and I don't know why it just bugs the shit out of me. So when we're at the doctor's office getting a foot X-ray, they got a they got a like a measuring thing right and I walk up to it and I go boom I turn and look at her yeah six one and a half <laughs> the last time I was at a doctor they got my height I think I may have talked about this on the show before but the nurse that was there she was just she did not like me she liked the person that was she was taking care of before it's in the it's in like a little room after you go back to the waiting room they put you in like like round two waiting yeah. room, right? And then there's like other open rooms that are like, or there's other people in there like, all right, let's take your blood pressure, your weight, your height. And the she's she's really friendly, and then I walk up, and of course, you know, I'm this white boy covered in tattoos with you desperate ho- ho- yeah with homeless man hair, you know, and Did I you just have the homeless man beard at the time. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Like, um, yeah, this was 2019, I guess. If it was 2020, it was before um, the uh, 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 Klaus Schwab apocalypse, Palooza. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just, I just see her brows just like drop, like, and she's like, "All right, and let's get your blood pressure." All right, and let's get your weight. And I'm like, I'm, and I'm trying to be like friendly, you know, like, and just nothing. And she's like, How tall are you? I'm like, I'm like six foot. And she's like, Well, take off your shoes. I'm like, Okay. So then I stand up there, and she's like, Hmm. Five feet eleven and fifteen sixteenths of an inch. I'm like, are you serious, dude? Don't <laughs> knock you down a page. Like, are you serious? She's gonna take that away from you. Like what? You want me to like dick you down in the back room for being a like a bad girl or something? Fifteen sixteenths of an inch. Five eleven and fifteen sixteenths. Sure thing. Sure thing. Put that down. Put it down that I've sh- I've shrunk one sixteenth of an inch. Since the last 12 times I've been here. 
Good God. And plus, if you eat in the afternoon, you're shorter in the afternoon than you are in the morning. That's true. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm full mass in the morning. Oh, <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Talking about boner strength. That is crazy. Like, REM, I know this is, like, off off subject from, I mean, we start on grounding and whatnot. But um, I think that's a good way to test, like, if you've had, like, a good night's sleep as well. It's like you just completed a REM cycle. So you should wake up with, like, your dick or your pussy wide awake you know like <laughs> well i wake up having to piss like hell most times so oh man i always i always save that for after the morning wank you know you gotta start the day off right you know i don't know uh, i've got unless this. unless you unless you're late for work or, or you know now we know why you're late for it no no not like that there's a there is there is something though like i think the worst way to wake up is like aside from someone giving you a bad morning but yeah. like just since we're talking about like our own body and whatnot, is with the bubble guts. Where that is a different type of shit pain. I don't know what it is. Like you know, normally, oh, I've got to shit me in the bathroom. When you like wake up having to shit, there's like somebody's and you've got the, the and you've got the boner as well. Yeah, like you gotta like shove that the, thing down the toilet. Well, it's not that you wake up having to shit. It's <laughs> that you wake up because you have to take yeah. a shit. That's the worst. Yeah, thing. yeah. But but yeah, like like especially if you got like fucking morning wood as well, man. Because then you know the the pain your balls will will get from like sometimes like where it's like bro, I have to shit so bad I can feel it. I've never, never had you never had that before. I've never had ball pain from the shit, dude. You've never had that. Have no, you, you've never had it before. You, you can feel it in your balls. You might need to go to the fucking doctor. I've had the clap. I know what the ball pain from chlamydia is like. That's a fucking nightmare in itself, man. But like, you wake up having the shit pain. It's like somebody's twisting a knife in your stomach. And what's so bad is... It, it's just, yeah, it's just like the, the, the entire, like, pelvis region, right? And everything. So like the gut and lower intestine, your anus, your balls. Like, I, I, I just wake up feeling alert status. <laughs> like, like, danger. Danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> what happens to me sometimes is like I wake up, but you no, know, like your body has to get through like a systems check to wake everything up, and like I'll have to shit and I go to the toilet and nothing happens for like five minutes till like my lazy ass intestines decide to get out of bed <laughs> and like just have to fucking sit there. And sometimes it's not even a fucking bad shit; it's just like a normal shit. I'm like, oh, thanks, asshole. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> It's like I always think of the image of the the guys sitting at the control desk in your brain, like yeah. pull, pulling the levers and pushing the buttons and shit. No, Todd, like, what are you doing, Todd? Todd, that's <laughs> that'll give him bubble guts. He's not awake yet. You Christ! Can't, you can't engage diarrhea and a boner at the same time. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, hang on to something. <laughs> Oh man, dude! The first time, I I think I was like probably I was young. I was probably like five or so. But I'm sitting on the toilet, trying to shit, and I get a boner. Uh oh! And like I've never had one before. At least not from like recall memory. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe I had one before as like a fucking toddler or something. But like this was like the first, and I was like, I was like worried. I was like, what the fuck is that? I was like, should I tell my mom? <laughs> <laughs> Like, Dad, Mom, what's something's wrong? Well, yeah, but like, so I, I didn't know what to do, so I just waited. And like, I was like, all right. And I 
think, I think like either my brother or somebody came and knocked to make sure I was like, okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. But maybe I'm just like, um, like confabulating that, yeah. you know? But nah, man, like it was like I was I was quite perplexed. I was I was a very curious child, man. <laughs> but I didn't I didn't mention it to him like at all. I didn't I didn't like go down like the stairs afterwards and be like, like half naked. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> there was one time I was pissing behind the Come house. On, just wearing a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there was one time I was pissing by, behind the house. We had some company over, and. uh I was like probably like seven or eight. I was a little older, but I'm a. Uh, you know, I got I got my my, my pants like uh, pulled pull, pull down and like uh, you know my my dick out and I fart and I shart. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and I just I'm like this is so embarrassing. I don't know what to do and like I mean, it's, it's bad enough you're pissing outside. But well, I'm in the back, you know. Yeah. Nobody, nobody can see me. But like now, I have to go around front and like so I'm walking around waddling with my <laughs> underwear around my knees, like my pants around my ankles, my dick just out front, going, "Mom, help!" Colder's <laughs> covered in shit again. Get the hose. And she's like, "Pull your pants up." I'm like, "I shit myself. <laughs> I can't." Great. Jesus. The company left shortly there afterwards. Don't I can't even remember who they were. I think my ego just blocked it out. It was just like, don't remember those people. They're not important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your dad's fucking boss there around or some shit. <laughs> it was definitely my mom's company because she was the one that was embarrassed. And that's how I lost my promotion. <laughs> Kids. Say have them. It'd be a miracle to your life. Yeah, you're a fucking miracle. When you're right. when you're a kid, like I could have been president of that sawmill. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, we were picking cotton one time, and my cut my little cousin Kyle. I was in high school. He's probably eight or nine, maybe. I'm working the module builder, and like we're beside a busy main highway picking cotton. And then I look over there, and like I, I see the talk that he has to take a shit, and his dad says, "Well, go there behind the truck and shit." So here's the mom's builder. Here's the truck. He doesn't think about going behind the other truck. He goes out in the middle of the fucking ditch and just shits in the middle of the fucking ditch. People come by the damn highway back and forth. I don't know why I remember that. I just remember going. <laughs> don't what I'm supposed to do? Farmers. <laughs> Kids do just stupid shit like that. Man, we were on vacation one time, um, somewhere at the beach. I think we were in like North Carolina, maybe. I can't remember. But um, I'm like older at this point, so I'm like 10, 11. Like I, have, I haven't like discovered what you know the greatest thing a boner could be used yeah. for at this point. But like uh, I'm still in like tidy whities, yeah. right? So I'm prepubescent. But mm -hmm. um, we're. Uh, we're at the beach, and uh, I'm back at the, the room because I just either came up from the beach and was about to go to the pool or, like, vice versa. Yeah. And, like, I wanted to get the sand out of my vagina, you yeah. know. Like, but uh, I'm on the, on, on the balcony in, uh, in my underwear, and I'm just hanging my, my, uh, my trunks and the towel up, you know. And below, we're on, the, like, the second or third floor. We're not too high up. So in the courtyard below, there's 
a mom, a grandmother, and a daughter. They're probably, the daughter's probably like my age. The mom is probably in her 20s or 30s, and the grandma's in her 50s or 60s. And they started pointing at me and laughing. <laughs> like, laughing their asses off. Like, and like knee slapping, and like, even the old ladies like, and they're like, and I'm just like looking down and I'm like, like, like what? Like, I'm, I'm just changing. Like, like, yeah, like I'm, I mean, I'm a kid in my underwear. Like, like what cruel fucking people. And then I saw her, the mom and the daughter in the elevator the next day. And I'm just like, not even like saying like hello to them at this point. You know, I'm just like, yeah. And the mom's like trying to make awkward conversation. She's like, so um, are you, um, are you guys having a, a, a good vacation while you're here? I'm like, what the fuck? Like I was until I was emotionally scarred. Yeah, like shit, lady. What the fuck? <laughs> Talking about developing complexes. Oh my god, man. Well, it didn't affect you much because you never, never really bothered to take your clothes off and be naked. After no, that. no, I, I was definitely, I was definitely all about being a. What do you call it? I'm not a voyeur. Exhibitionist. <laughs> Reliving the trauma. Remember that time <laughs> you were dancing with uh, your dick in Dane's shoe? What? And then, uh, my mom busted in oh. on it. And then you had to dive over the futon. Well, she didn't see my uh, dick it, in the well, shoe. It was, a fucking, it was in a chuck. Of course you couldn't. <laughs> Put your dick in a shoe? <laughs> Put in a sock before around a campfire. Went around with a can of gasoline. Yeah. Till the can of gasoline caught on fire. Oh, no. you, you I, I threw it in the river, though. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 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 Throw the river cold! Like a fucking discus. <laughs> and then you see just floating down the full river. We got it back. No, we floated down the river. We never got that one back. No, we got that can back. Oh, no, it's the other one. Yeah. Okay. We got, the, like, that one in particular. Oh, no, we got it back. I mean, it has to still have gas in it. How dumb are we? <laughs> we tried to set JP on fire. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta learn uh, gasoline fire safety somehow, because you're gonna use gasoline on a fire at some point. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember one time we were burning uh, like a blackberry cane trash for my uncle. I didn't think about it. I just wanted, I want the fire to go. So I just poured about two gallons of gas on the thing and like. Didn't get in a hurry to light it, and didn't think that like all those fumes were yeah. going up, yeah. and it's like a lattice working there, so it's not really like going up and out. So I just walk up there with a fucking uh, piece of paper towel and just throw it on the fire, and literally, I'm from me to y'all from the fire, and the fucking thing flashes up and shoots all the trash. Thank God, straight up in the air, <laughs> like an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Scared the fuck out of me. As, as would anybody. I learned at a young age the the key to putting gas on a fire. Is get a you get a glass like a like a drinking glass. Put the gas in that, and just and throw the gas. Yeah. From a distance. From ways away from it. Yes. Very smart. But you see these videos sometimes. People like with a full gas can just walking up to a blazing fire and just pouring it straight. So what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, you, oh, you, they get blown up every time. It's a wonder we didn't set somebody literally on fire by the end of the river. I don't know how we didn't do it. 
because we were next to a river. Yeah, that's, that's also true. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whenever someone has a dumb kid like me playing with a gas can, make sure that there's a body of water like and the ten feet th- away from you. And the funny thing is, is there's like there were no cameras on. You were just out there amongst friends with your dick in a sock playing with fire. <laughs> like, there's no reason for you to really be doing that. But here we are. Talking about going back to tribal humanity. Yeah. <laughs> What's more primal than <laughs> dancing around with a, a dick sock with a, a gas can? I had, to, I, had to do, I had to do something, play a, play a football. A lot of our black friends, of course, like especially like the hung ones, would have no problem just walking in whenever the white kids were taking showers. <laughs> like, and just covered in suds and just like open the curb like, hey, you have any shampoo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walking around bathing, but just yeah, it was rubbing soap all over them. Like you said, hey man, I need some shampoo. Hey man, I need some. I need this. I need that. Get out of here! Man, don't. You can, you can see my pecker. It's like I think, I think that's the point. They want to show you how big their dick is, but but you, I mean, yeah, you, know, you gotta you gotta be comfortable in your own skin, you know. And that was in part of my way of dealing with some trauma that like that cunt and her family at the at the yeah. beach did, you know. Gotta be comfortable with yourself and then seeing something like Willis's fucking sixteen inch penis didn't fucking help. Jesus. Dude, that's that's God rest his soul. Uh but uh <clears throat> biggest dick I've ever seen on a human. I mean he would be arrested after what he did, but like I mean we were uh did you ever play football in high school? Not on a team, but okay. Well, like uh, you'd have Thursday walkthrough before the game. It's yeah. like a shorts. You still have shoulder pads on, but you don't, you don't have any pads on either. So it's like you go like fifty percent. Right, you know? right. So like me and Cole are lined up. Willis was a, a wide receiver. They lined me and Cole up across them just so they can run like a loose, like run through the plays they're going to run and shit. Well, the JV team from another county is showing up to play. A middle school team is showing up to play the other county. So. They, uh, they're, they're next to the field. Like, their yeah. bus pulls up next to the field, and they get out, and they, like, put their pads on, and they start doing, like, their warm-up exercises. And Colt's already talking, I mean, and Will starts talking shit, just, like, grab his dick, and he's just fucking with us. And he's, uh, was like, you want to see his dick? And he's like, and we're like, nah, Will, we're good, man. We're good, man. And then, uh, without fucking saying anything, these kids are, like, walking on the field. Willis turns around and pulls his dick out over his shorts, so it's it's still going down from yeah. where you see it like on his on, on his pelvis and pubis area. So, so you you see his dick starting to go down. Yeah, right. So it comes out over the shorts and does like that. What the fuck? Yeah, and then he's got his first hand on it there, and then he's got about another like six or seven inches like flopping what out. What the fuck? Yeah, unreal. And, shit right here. <laughs> and you look and you see the other school, the team. You see two kids in particular that see exactly what this is, and like they're just standing there shocked, like not moving. There's other players just running drills around them, and two of their players are just standing there, magnetized of his fucking dick. Really and truthfully, it, 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 and like if you're a size queen, like it would be the dick of your dreams. If if you're a you know if if you're a normal woman, however, good God, that would either terrify you or turn you into a freak. Like one or the other, 
tie it into a fucking knot. Like, like he would be arrested today for that. Well, well, yeah. You shouldn't even he, as he a gag. Been, yeah. You, sh- you, sh- and even as a, a teenager, you shouldn't pull your dick out <laughs> 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 on school property in front of a rival team's middle school. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. I think we were because I didn't play my senior year, so we would have had to have been sixteen or seventeen. At, <clears throat> it was junior year, I remember that. So yeah, it would have been sixteen then because not I, quite, not quite a crime yet. Oh, no, I mean, no, it's a bit of crime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in in the in the South, when a when a black teenager breaks the rules, they they kind of they kind of don't take leniency with it. I don't know if maybe that's a bias from living in the South. Well, I just. Yeah. I looked over my shoulder and he was an adult all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) That dick is at least two, if not three adult males. We're going to make an example out of you. Teach you for having a dick that makes makes us so uncomfortable. His funeral was like... That was the the most beautiful funeral I've ever been to. I've always said this. If I had grown up in a black church, I would be religious. Dude, like, like it's it's it shows you when like you you have like things that I find to be like holy, which is like um, no pun intended, like communion, and I don't mean that as in like the Eucharist mm. or you know anything. I I mean like people gathered together, right? You know, like and and like with you put your energy of like positivity, especially after a week of like fuck, you know, and then it's just like hey. Today we're gonna put together, and we're gonna we're gonna play music. We're we're all gonna eat, right? And like, even when like somebody dies, like it's still just like, hey man, ain't no different. We're not, you know, people. They let anybody speak. They read anybody that had flowers that couldn't be there. They read the names and the cards of everybody. The music fucking crushed it. Like it's the Harrison. uh, funeral services. It's the it's the black. That's the, that's the company. That's it's the the black funeral service in Dude, Austin. that's the funeral service. Like like oh my god, man! But they like, have their own like ensemble bay that sings and like it's like Whitney Houston level singing. Yeah, and it's it's insane. <clears throat> I need to go to a black funeral. Yeah, oh my god, man! <laughs> they get down too, man. It's 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 something else. I went to a few black church services growing up. <clears throat> I had a. A friend of mine, when I would stay at his house on Saturdays, his grandma would always make us go to church on yeah. Sunday. And it was really small, like, um, you know, bit like a bare bones church, you know, not a lot of people and yeah. uh, no band or anything, but a lot, but lots and lots of singing. And the, the preacher, his, his whole sermon was basically sung, you know, like, not exactly, not always like melodically, but yeah. like, you know. There's a rhythm in a rhythm and a bunch of stomping and you know moving the chair around and it, it was a it was a definitely an experience you know versus going to a church of Christ you know like every other Sunday where it's just like okay stand up and sing and don't clap your hands do not clap your hands you know? I will talk for thirty minutes about a Bible story that I talked about last year for thirty minutes <laughs> right yeah in that tone as in well that tone. Yeah. Yeah. we are all here today we'd like to thank Miss Susan Beale for. Coming up here and making these lemon bars and lemon squares. Tony Tony Hitchison is here. He's he's got his guitar. We're gonna sing a couple of songs later. You know, 
Let's uh, well, I, yeah, let's, I, let's hold yeah. our applause now. <laughs> We're they'll all start, excited for Tony, but <laughs> they'll start cooking like you could tell. And I often say this is a joke. The, the black people I know that work for me is like I, I know when somebody in in the hood quotes fingers mm-hmm. that's well known dies because you can smell chicken cooking. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not trying. To, it's not like being. I mean, I live on the corner of Lakeland's black area. You live corner. in the hood. Yeah, like it's the the hood in Lakeland is. And it's, I think it works because it's it's such a small town that yeah. like it became multicultural without gentrification. You know what I mean? Like it's now granted you literally live in the corner house on the hood, but yeah. it is still like, like I'm on that I'm on that side of town. But like I mean, it's no joke. You hear like the the barbecues firing up for cooking chicken for people and stuff like that. Yeah, and you hear music at night playing like they're celebrating that person's life. Where white people, you're dead in the ground in four days. Oh yeah, they keep you. I mean, typically, I think for black people, it's okay. They made a Facebook post about it. Oh yeah, that's true. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. It's 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 kind of gross, like in a comparison, like as far as like, because you know, like Wills wasn't the um, he wasn't the first you know friend from school that like you know had a funeral for, but like it's who's I think wasn't Jimmy. I think it was. I think it was. There's somebody that died before him. <clears throat> I don't remember who, but there's somebody that died before him. If there was, I don't know. But I remember I went to um, I went to Hank's funeral. I don't want to say his last name because um, it, it was it was a bad funeral. Yeah. Like the the dad, from what I understand, who was not very close with his son. Um, his son died yeah. on on this road. Um, oh, was this already died on? Yeah, I didn't know that. I think that's what the um, the flowers about halfway to town. Oh no shit! Really? I, I think that's. You know, he was my cousin, right? No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I saw. Well, I saw. Um, saw uh, John and Thompson there. Uh, John. He John was. David, uh, but um. <clears throat> I think their mama. Don't don't give too much away because again, like I don't, don't want to. I want to blast uh, his family, but um. They 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 turn it into a sermon, and his man, his, I hate his that. his dad. Then like, didn't want to let his 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 wife or his baby mama talk mm. like like you could see he was like uh, all right we, uh, we, we we kind of want to just keep this with the family mm. we, we we don't we appreciate all of y'all but i want y'all to know that before my son died he accepted jesus into his heart mm-hmm. and that's why he ain't in hell mm-hmm. but y'all need to make sure while y'all still here Man, I, I hate that it's like, i've been to too many funerals like that where it's like it's not about that like they they barely speak about the person at all. Like I've been to funerals where they ha- they hire a preacher, and the preacher obviously never even met the person. Yeah. And you know they'll talk about him for a minute or two, and then make the whole thing about well the most important thing is that you accept Jesus before you end up like this. Yeah. You know it's like come on. Dude. It's like is it sounds like that's you. Yeah. Like that's that's what you are like telling your you know what I mean mm. like these people are so good at projecting you know and I. I I'm being facetious when I, I say I once good. I went to a funeral where like somebody's child had died. Thank God. I mean, we're overpopulated as it is. Will. <laughs> Jesus. But I remember. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the preacher literally pre- preached against premarital sex and all that type of stuff over the grave. It was like Jesus, dude. What the fuck? It's oh god, it's it's fucking gross, man. Like if, like I said, if you're if 
you're going to bring God into a funeral, which, like, I I think you should, you know, because, like, it's it's part of the experience, right? Yeah. Now, obviously, if you're atheistic and don't want that, you're prerogative. It's your funeral. But if you are going to do that, it shouldn't be as a means to, like, convert people or, like, raise your influence. Yeah, you know? you're, not, you're not, like, selling Tupperware at a funeral, you know? No. But that's what it, that's what it feels like. There's you could, a, though, like, <laughs> think of all the to-go containers from the food they make. <laughs> like, they're trying to make a sale, you know, <laughs> yeah. over a dead body. It's like, dude, come on, you know? There's a reason, like, your whole entire organization is collapsing. because of shit like that right there. That's part of that shit like, because of shit like that right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I and like I think people should have funerals, and that's kind of another thing that really um really um bum me out with um like twenty twenty and everything. It's like it's like man, like I my my family, my close family, you know, is like is like very small, and I lost two of the five that were still alive, and no funerals. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like oh it's too dangerous it's like bro what'd come you, on what'd you do for your grandma did they do any any type of service nothing or, I thought y'all did I thought y'all had like a little something nothing it was the same with my uncle who died yeah there same. there was supposed to be some kind of service and then like his son got COVID like the day before the service was supposed to happen so they canceled it rescheduled it and then you know something else came up and it just never happened no service no no church meeting no nothing you know yeah but my my grandma died the day of George Floyd, or the day before, and so like, aside from getting to see a Al Sharpton act like a prostitute on TV for George Floyd's martyrdom, um, that's, yeah, we that's, all well, you could go to your grandma's funeral, but but the, the, Barack Obama could show up for George Floyd. And that's yeah. you know not as, you know George Floyd should be alive. What happened was terrible, but like the the politics in the theater. But, Beyond his death, well, it just was not. It, it reinforced a lot of stuff that, like, I, I still stand behind, which was the theater with like a lot of it and like the exploitation and like the um, that a lot of it was a hustle. A lot of it was a hustle, and like my uncle died unexpectedly in October. And my uh, of that same year of 2020, and my family was still just like, like oh well, you know we can't do anything. It's too risky. It's like bro, I didn't I didn't even get a hug from like anybody whenever like these people died. You know I was just told like oh no, just you know stay home and mourn. You know let it, let us know if you need anything, and like so like that didn't help with like all the other shit I've been going through. You know and then now we had. And like, I mean, I think we all probably experienced it with like having to like deal with loss of loved ones during COVID. Like, seeing his dad, <clears throat> he had been put in a seat, put in assisted living because his health had gotten too bad. Yeah. Um. He was in that. He was in assisted living for three months, and the only way she could see him was through a window. Yeah, they God. they they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't let my uh, my mom see my grandma, and when uh, whenever they're like, oh well, she's she's dying today, yeah. right? And they were like, well, you can come see her now. And uh, Yeah, that's what happened to her. Like, he, when he started actively dying, she got to go in and see him. And the when, fucking pissed me off. When, uh, when, she, when she got there, though, my, uh, my dad got a call as my mom because he was finding a spot to park so she could run inside. Yeah. And uh, they called him and were like, oh, she's dead. 
And he's like, well, she just went inside. Y'all can tell her. And then he called me and let me know. That's goddamn infuriating, man. That's so fucking... So, that's so calloused and heartless. Like, thank God Tina got to be there the days that he was starting to fade. But like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to see her after she... Um, I saw her in January, and then uh, probably about two weeks or so. She, she knew me, but she didn't know who I was. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. But we've, we've been dealing with it for like ten years of her dementia and Alzheimer's and her brain just going. But, um... They got her in the end of January, beginning of February. It was the the last admitted patient to a nursing home in Cook County, and I think in a few other, like pretty much the lower part of Georgia before yeah. they shut it down, the whole state, and they were like, well, COVID's here, so no new nursing home patients, you know. And then it became, well, you can't see her because it's it's too risky, you know. They test her for COVID. She was negative for COVID, but then, of course, I guess, you know, she died during COVID, so she died of COVID. Yeah, of course. It's like, well, what were they doing to her, man? Like, I, I have no idea what they were doing to her. You would I, hope and pray that people, like, in nursing homes are the worst fucking places. They're all, it's not, some of it's, you get really shitty nurses, but some of it's like, they'll give one nurse... 30 patients. Yeah. Well, and then you add in the pandemic with it and how it seemed to just be like, all right, well, let's just, I don't know how it was in Georgia, but in other states it seemed to be, okay, well, let's put the sick with the vulnerable and old and let's just see what happens. Yeah. Or better yet, you can't go in and see your dying grandmother, but the nursing staff can go and come every day. Makes no problem. Yeah. But you can't go in there and see your mother, your grandmother, before she goes, which she's not yeah. there anymore. Yeah, nobody was there with her. Nobody was there with her. I've known people who've had family in nursing homes, and I know people who have worked in nursing homes. And some of the stories you hear are just, like, the criminality is it's outrageous. <coughs> like, some of the stories I've heard, it's like, it's like how is this place even open? You know, sto um, stories of people... Store, yeah, yeah, money exactly. When you can charge Medicare or Medicaid four thousand dollars a month and give somebody a thousand dollars worth of care, you know what I think? It sorry, I think part of it um, is also um, I don't know what you would call it. It's like a similar to like power of attorney, right? Over like yeah. an old person, but it's um you have agency over like this person. You own this person because they are. Either uh, incompetent due to um, entropy, right? Their body's aging, or they um, need assistance with everything. So if you if you have that kind of power, and I think in certain agreements, the nursing home or whatever entity owns them takes ownership of that person. A, a person can be used as a commodity. Yeah. Like we we tend to think that like slavery got or the end of slavery yeah. abolition got rid of that but like you as a person like your birth certificate number your name has value to it like millions and millions of dollars of value tied to a market somewhere that is not a publicly traded market so I wonder that if in these scenarios whenever uh, these uh, nursing home companies or the I guess the um, 
malicious ones, anyways, and like that are at an administrative level running like these really bad nursing homes. I wonder if that's even um, part of their incentive is because you take ownership of this person, then whatever <laughs> upper tier, like, you know, uh, asset management runs yeah, that, them. That's exactly what it is. Looks uh, at the value of that person and be like, you know what? This person and this birth certificate number will be dead in X amount of years or less, statistically. You basically just explain how uh, insurance companies work. That's, it's yeah. it's yeah. people farming is what it is. Like, I don't know about... So the Matrix was right. The yeah. Sons of I, mean, I mean, you want to you wanna see how true the matrix is i do go go look at how a, a nursing home is run because i don't as far as like the on the individual level i don't know how malicious it is but like the collective like corporate structure because it takes so much money to run these nursing homes or just just to get into one it's thousands and thousands of dollars a month six thousand dollars a month what it is and that's on the low end yeah uh the, that's absurd. It, well, see here, but here's that's the, absurd. Here's the thing, though. You can get into a nursing home even if you can't afford it, and the the reason that is is because, like you said, the you they basically take ownership over the people that are living there. They get access to all their assets, their social security, all their their bank accounts, their savings. So whenever they die, they are they inherit all of that person's assets if they can't pay for it out of pocket. Right. And and the majority of people who go to live in nursing homes can't afford it, you know. So, so then what they do there is they just take whatever the Medicaid and Medicare pay. Right. So, exactly. Which tells you they can make part make money off you just being on Medicare or Medicaid. Well, what? But they have the incentive when that person dies, they get they get everything they had. Typically, most places won't take you if you own any property. That's that's the thing. Oh, really? You can't have any. Most nursing homes will not take you if you own have any assets or have anything. Hmm. The, the, the way I understood it was if you can't afford to go into a nursing home, but, yeah, there you, is that scenario. but, yeah, but right. you but you own property, you actually sign your rights to that property. That's to the, the nursing yeah, home. Basically, make well, you, you don't own anything. The hospital right. owns it. Exactly. You will exactly. own nothing, and you will be happy. <laughs> You'll be very comfortable for you the last be, six months. Oh, <laughs> you know, they have the orgies on Saturday after being gone. Hey, that, that, that's legit, though. The um, old, the, old people orgies. The STD infection rate in nursing homes is outrageous. Dude, if I if I were, I hope not. But if I'm ever in that scenario, <laughs> as an old bachelor, like in my 80s in a nursing home, bro, if you could get pussy in your 80s, get it, get it. <laughs> well, you know what? One of the, the, the highest rates of STDs is the villages in Florida. Like you look at the STD number four. Retirement community. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's literally like a big it's like thing. a whole city though, isn't it? Yeah, it's called yeah. the villages. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I don't doubt it. I bet like a lot of them don't even care. Like you know, they're more concerned about you know taking their back pill or like getting their zinc levels up than <laughs> they are like 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 well, Mister Mister Williamson, you have HIV. Ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I got so much pool last weekend, it was worth it. I tell you, I haven't had that many cream pies since I was a young boy on Coney Island. Oh, that was a summer. <laughs> You'll be dead in six months, sir. Fuck it. Fuck it. You'll be a pussy in six months. <laughs> You'll be a pussy in the rest of life. 
I might be dead in six months, but you'll still be a bitch. You'll be wiping shit out of some other Kaiser's asshole seven months from now, seven years from now, and I'll die a happy man. I don't think I've told this story on here. When I was, I did stand up for a short time when I was like 19, 20 years old. Um, I was living in Tampa doing open mics two or three times a week. And, um, you know, if you do enough open mics and you, and you do well enough, eventually, you know, you'll get picked up to do actual shows. You know, I wasn't getting paid, but I, I did a couple of, a couple of opening spots. And, um, there, there was this one club, the guy who, who ran the open mic did shows for this place called Calientes. So if you did well enough at the open mic, you would get a show at Calientes. And, um, I got asked to do a show once and I'm like, oh yeah, absolutely. Cause that's the next step up, you know, mm. for, I, I didn't get paid or anything, but it was, you know, experience and exposure or whatever. And so like the name, like Calientes, I'm like, was well, a Mexican restaurant or something, you know? So I get the, I get the gig and I show up and it's, I have to drive like an hour to get there. And, um, I pull up to the sign. It's this big neon sign that says Calientes. And there's a, um, there's a, a guard shack. Like it's, and so I turn into the guard shack and I'm like, yeah, I'm here for the comedy show. And they like, they let me in and I go back and I'm driving through these suburbs. It's like, I'm in like a neighborhood. I'm like, what, it, what is this? And, um, fi I'm following my Google maps or whatever it was back then. And, uh, and I pull up and it's this huge building. It looks like a community center with the, again, the neon sign that says Calientes. And I get out of my car and I walk up. And I've got my little guard pass or whatever. And I meet one of the other comedians uh, that I knew from the club. I'm like, what is this place? I thought it was a Mexican restaurant. It's like, no, dude, this is a nudist colony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, and so my whole like paradigm just immediately did a 180. I'm like, oh, wait, where, where am I? <laughs> so I go in to go do the show and it's like, um, I meet up with the guy who booked the show from the club and two or three other comedians that I knew. And, um, and I'm just looking around and there's all these like 50 year old dudes walking around shirt cocking, just like dick hanging loose with a, and they're all fat and like, no one you want to see. Like, no, no. You, like, no, they're all me. Like, <laughs> no, we're, I mean, we're, worse. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're all like, like you, at least you still, I imagine have some elasticity to your skin. These guys are all like 50, 60 years old. Fucking ball sacks swinging between their fucking knees. <laughs> goatees and it's like yeah it's just walking around with a t-shirt and like a trucker hat on you know <coughs> and that was the worst show Which, of my life was like i don't know no bad, it was, it was bad. <laughs> can you imagine like this old man sitting on his chair you know he's got a big old fat guts he's got to sit up and the fucking balls are draping over the edge of the seat just like hanging there big and swollen i anytime i've been on stage i try to never make eye contact with anybody like Ever, I always look for their testicles. <laughs> well, in this case, you could see them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not sure how. Golly, man! It's like immediately the the most hack jokes started coming to my mind. It's like yeah, picturing your audience naked, you know, like blah blah blah. There and like the rule number one was like, do not mention the fact that they're naked. Yeah, don't. They're very sensitive. <laughs> do not like it. Don't mention the most obvious fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I here, here I am, 20 years old. It's like. I have a 10 minute set that's 90% dick jokes. You know, it's like, what? It, and it did not go well. 
Just imagine, like, those fucking fat white dudes that have no ass are just sitting on that seat, asshole kissing it, like, you know they have fucking white goods, so there'll be like a brown kiss mark. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I would, I, I would not want to experience a nudist colony. No. Especially not having to perform in front of them. Good God. Right. Like, that... I feel like that would be like, do stand-up comedy for the Sunday school, except yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. much worse. Much worse. It's like, uh, uh, So, you guys like... Uh, sorry, most of my material is usually about Hanes underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! Oshkoshbo, oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, like, I do think that, like, having bad sets and, like, being on stage and people booing you and that feeling of just, like, God, I'm ready to just for everything to just end right oh, yeah. now. It builds character. Absolutely. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think it's until you've made an audience question whether or not they like, like you on stage, you know? Like, I, I, think, it's, I think it's crucial. Because um, like, he like hecklers will happen. Bad performances will happen. Bad th things will happen uh, on stage that are outside of your control, right? And nobody gives a shit about any of that. They're just like, "Hey man, be funny. Hey man, wow me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sing sing your songs and wow me." Gr growing up playing punk rock. In my teenage years, it's like, yeah, mo most people did. I mean, it was bad music for on the one hand, but on the second hand, people don't like punk rock in general. You know what I mean? Except kids in a punk rock scene, and then some of them will <laughs> like it just because somebody's making it. Right, know? right. But like in general, the the shows that I played, you know, were not punk shows. They were not at <laughs> punk venues. They were wherever we could get a show. You right. Know? And people did not like it usually. So, like, you play enough shows where the people you're performing for actively dislike you. It's like at some point we're like, "Good, we want you to hate it." It fuels me that you hate me. Like, I, I feed off of your hatred. You have to. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you have to. It's um, you can't let them win. You know what I mean? Right. Most of the times, like, people that hate you as a performer Mo not always sometimes it's, it's people you think are your your peers and your your friends and they're really not but a lot of times it's people that just don't like that you're doing something and they're not right because it makes them look bad by comparison mm -hmm. right because they're not comparing themselves to themselves they're comparing themselves to you so it's like they uh <laughs> you you could be playing any type of music and they're they're either gonna love you or they're gonna be like oh it's trash mm -hmm. but yeah punk and metal and other things that are like what why is this noisy why is this angry why is this this is aggressive i don't know if i like this like those those people you they, they kind of they're not music lovers right you know what i mean like if you're a music lover then you can like there's punk and metal and lots of uh, uh, bands underneath that umbrella that, and I like those genres, 
that I, I just don't like what they do, but I get what they do. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, same way with me with a lot of, uh, a lot of country music I, I don't really dig on. I get it, and I totally get the appeal. And the musicianship is, like, excellent in it. But it's like, for me, it's like, so where's the nightmare at? Where's the testicular fucking fortitude mm-hmm. at? Where's the, like, big swinging dick at with this music? Like, it just seems like, if I can walk into a grocery store and hear the music... You know what I mean? Like it's it's not very safe. Well, I, I guess in that context you're talking country, you're talking about basically Nashville pop rock. Yeah. Uh, modern, modern modern country. country yeah. there, there's like a big like. Oh yeah, I'm not talking about like like Sturgill Simpson yeah. or like some, like, like some like some like outlaw Ch- like kind of uh, like country. Power Childers. There's a bunch of guys coming out right now. Uh, Zach Bryan. They're like doing like real. Like country. Even like Wheeler Walker Jr. Even though his oh, yeah. Yeah. his lyrics are like heretic as fuck yeah. and you know satirical like some good fucking music man yeah. and it's there there's a big there's a big like resurgence of underground country that's going on right now yeah I've, mm-hmm. I've heard a I've heard a few clips of some I, I can't name anybody off the top of my head but I've heard a few clips lately where it's like man this is really good like but, dark uh, gothic like, right yeah Heavy lyrics like uh, like Coulter Wall has a song called Kate McKinnon that's about like uh, a coal miner killing his wife. Like, it's, see, that's the good shit. Fuck yeah, yeah. fuck yeah. Tell the stories. Coulter Wall is very fucking good. I'm I'm uh, just happy that there's finally a Coulter that broke through. Made it. <laughs> yeah, made it. One of us finally made it. <laughs> I'm just saying. The uh, no, but I know I know what you're talking about though. The, like the the modern like. "Quote unquote quote country." It's Luke like Brian. I got my dirt road and my lady by my yeah, side. Yeah, Georgia, Florida line. Yeah, type yeah. Stuff. Or it's like pro if I, with it, electronic drums. Like you can't be a, a country performer you, and you, have electronic drums. You know what I think? A lot of those musicians do. I think they're biting on Nickelback's dick. Oh yeah, like because Nickelback is one of those bands that like, like they they came up through like. You know the post grunge like hard rock. Mm-hmm. They were like a, a Revolver magazine band. They were on the same label as Slipknot, like uh, Roadrunner <laughs> Records. That's crazy. Um, but like they they had huge crossover appeal with like country music because of like like uh, Chad Krager or Kroger. His lyrics. He's a fucking badass lyricist. Like like his shit is cheesy as fuck sometimes. But like. He has a good vocabulary. He has good wordplay. He puts thought into his lyrics. And most, like, truly, like, you talk about that Coulter uh, Wall song with the coal miner's uh, uh, wife and whatnot. Like, that's, that's like, the strongest aspect of country music is the storytelling, you know? Because it takes that from folk, you know? And, like, uh, the the whole Americana uh, music, like, they're... Yeah, that's what that whole genre is, is Americana and new country and, like, just, like, gothic country. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But like, like that shit to me is like is like cool. But like, yeah, man, I like the, the fucking like like pop music. Like, I I like pop music, but like when you do country pop music, is like again, like I'd rather just listen to Nickelback, man. Like they, more of that stuff. Like I can't remember where I saw the video. The guy showed like the top forty country hits, and like he did something with like how you see like the, the levels and like we're. Like a line graph? Not a line graph, but like the track of the music, you know, like you have like where it, it shows like the, the peaks like and the peaks and the valleys yeah. and stuff. 
he did like top forty country, and like I think like two thirds of them followed the same. What do you say, formula, or whatever, like mm. the peaks and the valleys and the music and stuff. Oh, the arrangement of yeah, the music. Yeah, there you go. He said it's all the same. Like, and then like yeah, he plays, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, and, chorus. And then he had the same cadence and the lyrics and stuff. And then he played like I say a Luke Bryan song over somebody else and then somebody else, and like it's basically the same cadence, nearly the same wordplay mm-hmm. over and over and over again. So that's just it's a, what do you call it, Tim Pan Alley. Uh, Re- revisited like Tin Pan Alley was like um, they would uh, write songs and then uh, you would sell the rights of those songs to other musicians oh, that's, so, that's yeah, how yeah. country works <clears throat> well, that's how like the big well, that, Nashville like scene like took off from that yeah. like Na- Nashville is like one of the three big music hubs of yeah. like America you know you've got New York LA Nashville yeah like those, those are the Big three, and you have people like uh, someone like Chris Stapleton, who's like a legitimately great country singer. That that's how he uh, came up was a songwriter in Nashville. Mm-hmm. It, it's it was the same in the '60s too. Like all these '60s bands that you hear of, and like you hear stories of like, oh, they were on acid all the time, or like they were always like shit faced on whiskey and stuff like that. It, the all their recordings are like the, are the same band, the Wrecking Crew from mm-hmm. like the late '60s. They they recorded with yeah. like like Janis Joplin and the Mamas and the Papas and like all these other huge bands. It was just one band that were, they were just getting paid to record all of these all these records. There's a band like that in the 50s and 60s in Nashville. Like they played like all the music. Because mm-hmm. the, you know, the record company would, would buy a song from somebody. they get, let's get fucking, I don't know, pick whoever the fuck ever from the well, 50s was popular. You're going to sing here and here. Here's the band that's going to play it. Right, right. Whenever um. The 1950s sort of uh, came around. One thing they started doing is they started uh, whitewashing um, because uh, record labels were under the assumption that nobody wanted to listen to black people sing. So uh, one example was a uh, Little Richard, mm-hmm. right? So Little Richard, uh, the record company took Tutti Fruity and gave it to Pat Boone, who is uh, <laughs> a, a white. Uh, waspy gospel kind of singer and uh i mean you you want to talk about something that'll like piss you off as far as like like true cultural appropriation put in action and shit like that elvis was the literal king of that Mm -hmm. yeah right i like ray charles take on elvis (laughs) he gets he would would get pissed off he's like king of what King of rock and roll, I, I, you know, like Ray Charles, like rocking, yeah. like back and forth, just like, 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 no, nah, next question, I, I, like, I, he ain't the king of, king of rock and roll, he ain't king of shit, but, uh, who, fuck, got me, uh, Pat Boone, yeah, uh, yeah, like doing tutti frutti, he's like, a wop, bop, a loo, bop, a wop, bam, boom, tutti frutti, hey, Rudy, <laughs> like, there's disgusting, just, there's dude. just certain things that, and that's another thing, kind of harkens back to like black funerals like a white person can't have a black funeral there's just certain music that like a white person cannot sing the, the, there's the, the the tone of the voice and the tenor and it, the, the, there's something about a black person singing something that they wrote that can't be like replicated by a white person just can't like well, you can listen to some you know, like you can listen to some black singers and know oh, that's a black person like you, you you know unequivocally without a doubt that's a black person singing that just by, based on the sound like that, mm-hmm. I, I, I wonder why that is. You it's know just, what I mean? Because you can tell... Yeah, it's a different... Um, um, 
Timber. Timber. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, then, uh, I think it has probably something to do with um, whatever native language your ancestors spoke, right? So, like, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of languages in mine. Like, I don't know. Like, the only one I know is English, yeah. you know, but... Um, you mean like the different muscle groups you would use to like yeah make I would, I would sounds yeah I would think so if you go back on like a long enough timeline right like and uh, everybody's isolated mm -hmm. right Every, everybody has their own language and everything that would mean that that body is accustomed to only using the throat muscles right. and the mouth muscles in a certain manner you know like <clears throat> I'm not sure how European Spanish is, but like in a lot of uh, like uh, Amer American Spanish, like here in the Western Hemisphere, like the B sound is a, it's like a right. sound. It's like well, we don't use we don't use that, you know, like at all. We in American English, I don't know how it is in European English, but we have the uh sound, uh uh. That's that's not in Western Spanish. You have ah and eh, mm -hmm. but you don't have uh. Mm -hmm. You know that type of stuff is really fascinating. And, uh, but but it, it creates. I would to answer your point, like because that creates what we call accents yeah. of like use of different languages, and as far as like detecting like the ethnicity of somebody, you know, like I, I think you can kind of pinpoint like if if I hear a, a Haitian man speak, right, I'm gonna know that that man is. Western, like he's just, he's Caribbean. You yeah. know what I mean? He's 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 not African. Yeah, right, you know what I mean? Right, like right, he's right. um he's he's Haitian. Versus if I hear somebody in Africa speak, I couldn't tell you if they were from like Congo or Botswana yeah. or you know like maybe Northern Africa because I think it would kind of start to sound closer to Arabic and French. Right. You know because of. They use those languages. Well, it's like with with French, especially like they use a lot of like back of the throat sounds mm -hmm. that we don't really uh, use very much. Like in we don't have to pronounce the letter. <laughs> how many consonants do you have? Take half of them out. That's how you speak. <laughs> but uh, I can see like over, like obviously a language is going to change over time. But like over thousands of years of using the same muscle groups to make certain sounds that other populations aren't going to use, that could act could. Your your um, vocal structure, your timber would adapt to that. I can totally see. Yeah, that. and I, I think like like with 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 me, I can I can be uh, okay with like throwing my voice into like something different, right? Right. Like, talking like maybe not very well, but like you know trying out different accents. I think that like um, your ears uh, would work in a similar manner. Right, as far as like how you hear sounds and being able to pick up and then trying to replicate that. Mm. I'm sure like spies are like fucking awesome <laughs> at doing this, right? About being able to hear like, oh shit, uh, how different people's languages um, are spoken on a colloquial level, not with the words, but just with the sounds themselves. Yeah. And being able to mimic that with their own throat and their own voice, you know? I mean, you find examples of that, like, just here at home. Oh, I was saying, Chinese and Russian spies, they were great at American accents. American accents, right? <laughs> How you doing? Tom. Tom Buffelman. 
I came here with the wife, Miranda. We moved down from Steamboat Springs, Colorado. I had no idea what I was doing there, let me tell you. <laughs> How's everything with you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just control the conversation. <laughs> Laugh a lot. Right. Keith! <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> it's like, um, so, like, the Australian accent is, like, very difficult for Americans to replicate, but apparently the American accent is super easy for Australians. Really? Yeah. That, well, that's what I've that's what I've heard. I would go to Australia, but I think you have to be injected with sixteen shots I and submit to. They've done away with all that. But still, like that in Canada. <laughs> but they're supposedly they're lifting that soon. My, New Zealand lifted it when their prime minister got caught partying at a club. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That happened? That had to only be the one occurrence that that happened. I forgot that uh, Australia did do that. Yeah, they had a, um, what do you call it, a press conference or something. Yeah. And, like, I don't know if it was their, uh, I don't know if they have a prime minister or president. I don't, I don't know who, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what rank this woman was, but she's high enough to be talking on, yeah. like, the mic. So I assume she's, like, their, their leader, uh, she was, she was like, uh, uh, masking is still, you, you can still wear your mask, you know. I know, that sounds British. You can. You can. <laughs> yeah, but they were like, like why? Because like, there were people that were still masked up, and they're just like, oh, well, I'm, just, I'm just trying to be, you know, I'm, I'm safe, I'm following the rules. I feel so bad, and I've seen several this week, of people like wearing masks, getting gas still. Uh, yeah, I see it every day. Or in their cars, like, I, I mean, just do, do what you gotta do. That's fine, whatever. I, I I just try to keep to myself and like I, just, I cannot believe you have not caught COVID. I haven't either. I've, like, I've have you like how have you have you not caught COVID? I don't know. I've never been tested for starters. <laughs> no, I I had read because I like I'm I'm so isolated, right? Yeah. I don't get out much. Um, so like I, in in, I've gotten better at that, obviously. But like whenever. It, kind of first happened this was a year before covid had hit and like i started to find out all all this you know stuff that like i had i had to deal with like locally as far as like because i was i was engaged and like elsewhere you know i wasn't like in valdosta yeah like i was i was up in colquitt county um but uh i i had so i i kind of had like a Ahead of the curve, I guess, of like seeing like what was happening with that um, event was it event two hundred one mm -hmm. or whatnot, and like and I had started to see people in my circle start get like really they were scared, and what happens when you're scared is like well let's just go along with everybody else. It seems to be the safe thing, and like I I just disagreed, like and I like Ted was in that, a similar circle where I was just like, thank God somebody else is just like on the level of just like, you know, there's, there's more to this. Something's not, something's not adding up somewhere. Yeah. Like, well, it's the, it was inconsistent, you know, like the, the narrative, the narrative like had holes in it and it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, I mean, everybody was scared, you know, at first, you know, like right. I, I didn't blame anybody for like, there was a guy at work. He just, he just stopped coming to work and they let him, you know, well, and, I mean, and I was like, I don't blame you. I mean, if it, if it, if they're telling the truth about it, then yeah, we should all be staying home. I know? mean, if the truth be told, like something was killing people in hospitals and the hospitals were getting inundated, 
like, I mean, something was going on until we actually figured, like, you know, nine months in, we figured out what was actually going on and when I had to treat it, realized, oh, maybe you don't have to be put on, be put on the later. Maybe you don't need to be taking these drugs that kill your kidneys. I, I just, <laughs> I had seen and read some stuff, uh, of, of course, with, you know, un, unverified sources, you know, again, like, edutainment here, you know, not giving anybody advice, but... I just saw stuff where, like, the tests didn't work. The tests alone didn't work. And, like, the tests that they were doing are these, like, really invasive tests. Like, these swabs, like the, the nose. like I mean, it's no different than a flu test. I, I, I don't get that shit, though. I don't get flu tests. Like, I, I'm just one of those guys that is, like, I, when I need to see a doctor, I go see the doctor. But if, if not, then, like, it, it's on me. You know what I mean? It, it's on. It's on me. Well, there's a lot of things like like I have a fever and a cold. Wait, I'm gonna go to the doctor. The doctor will make me feel better. When the doctor really can't do shit for you, if give you a note that, that makes you keep yeah. your job. You yeah. know, that's, that's like, literally that's, it. That's what like, the doctor is for, in my opinion. It, it's because most of the shit we get, unless it's bacteria, is a virus. You can't do shit with the fucking virus. I've I've had to go to the hospital before uh, because I've cut myself open. Like at at not intentionally, yeah. obviously, but like done some done shit with breaking like a glass and dropping it. Like I I had dropped it on the counter and I thought I missed the counter when I dropped it. And I thought it fell to the floor, right? So I brought my other hand down to compensate, and I karate chopped through the fucking glass <laughs> that had safely landed on the counter. Good job. This is like at one o'clock in the morning. I'm ready to go to sleep. I'm just putting my glass up. <laughs> and I see this fucking like slice this wound on my on my finger. And I've had stitches before on like my hand. I see like how open and deep the wound is and it's still bleeding. Not like an artery, but like Well fingers bleed bad anyway. Yeah. And like like the bleeding wasn't stopping. I'm like I need to go see somebody about this because I can't close this and yeah. this needs to be like cleaned and like, you know, glued or something. My but, thing, my thing with the testing, well that, I think the test is what really, that, that was just my initial thing with it. Like, cause the vaccines weren't even a thing that, yet. That was the first red flag. Cause you, like, I, I'm sure you see a lot of the same shit I do. Like, I, I get the alternative opinions, you know, like on my social media feeds, you know, like, and so when there's videos of the guy who's invented the test going around saying it can't diagnose illness, I was like, well, wait a minute, you know, this is the test everybody's using, but, and I've talked about that before, but the, the main thing, and it's still like this about the test, if it's positive, it's a true positive. If it's negative, it's a false negative. You know, like I, I got sick in July, 2020 and it it was weird because like I was I was just wor I was working 12, 13 hour days, working Saturdays, and then uh, my Fourth of July vacation I was off all week. And the day that I got home, the, that Friday I just immediately just just laid down and just got sick all of a yeah. sudden. And it was like it was like my body knew that I was on vacation, so it was like okay we can be sick now. And I was in bed for like a week, and I went to the doctor, and they tested me for COVID three times. And it was, they all came back negative. And it was like, they were starting to get pissed off because I kept testing negative. They're like, well, it's got to be COVID. This has got to be a false negative. And eventually they did a chest x-ray and it was like, no, you just have a really bad sinus infection. 
and it, and like <clears throat> my my family was calling me, you know, like everybody was so worried, thought I was gonna have to like go to the hospital, and like oh he's definitely he's it's got to be COVID. You know, the funny thing about that is like if 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 anybody was to get COVID, <clears throat> the one thing they did say earlier on, the people that were that were deficient in vitamin D or insufficient vitamin D had the worst time with it. You're somebody that sits outside all day mm-hmm. in a construction environment, right? Well, and that that was another that was another thing that kind of tipped me off when they started doing the essential workers thing. Yeah. It's like okay, we're shutting everything down except for essential workers. Well, at the time, I was I was doing a project that was um, building a Coca Cola bottling facility, and they kept the job open. Like yeah, had of had a big meeting where like the the contractor the the main contractor got all the companies together. All right, we've been declared an essential service, so you know we're good to work, but you know. We need to social distance. Everybody needs the mask. Meanwhile, like we're passing around iPads, you know, sign, signing our safety meeting papers and stuff <laughs> like that. And I'm like, <laughs> heavily inconsistent. Yeah, and and that that's what pissed me off was the inconsistency of the whole thing. And so I was I you know after what it only took a few like holes in the in the narrative for me to be like this is all bullshit. You know, like I'm not I'm not playing along. When when things started getting more towards the. Um, they're like, oh, the you know they're gonna they're gonna have a vaccine, and then started seeing people people's principles disappear. I started seeing people's positions switch based on the election, which just tells me that their principles aren't there. Like at least not I mean, what they preach it to be. Our vice president, she would not take Trump's vaccine, and then when she got in power, she immediately took the vaccine. Yeah, same product, same program. The Operation Warp Speed put through under Trump, all, all, it's, it, it's, it's all, it's all there. But like people, like they switched on that. But like, you know, other stuff like the, if something goes awry, not only can you not sue them for it, right? They're not liable for it. It's on you, right? But if something does go awry. Uh, since um, 86 or 87 there is a piece of legislation that protects the vaccine manufacturers Mm -hmm. from being liable for it. So, guess who foots the bill for that? The taxpayers do. Guess who bought all of these vaccines that were free for everyone? We did. We all did. And, like, I, I see one thing that Trump did that, of course, didn't work because Biden got rid of all, all of his XOs, right? But as a preface for this, he did uh, the one thing that, um, what was it, uh, added a favored nations clause that would have <laughs> um, made it to where pharmaceutical companies couldn't charge Americans more than what they charge other countries, yeah, just right. be like because they have gotten all this money, they're protected uh, from. Uh, oh, okay, but um, continue. He, uh, you want me to wait for it? <laughs> um, the uh, the other thing was uh, the menu. Like there was a menu that yeah. hospitals starting in 2021, November of 2021, would have to display all prices of their services to people 
like in the hospital for so like, is, is that in effect now? I haven't been to a hospital. Um, I don't think or, so. Or did that get repealed? I don't, because I think it was an executive order. Yeah. And Biden came in like day one that was like, we're getting rid of everything Trump did. Right. That's like, oh yeah, yeah. So let's get rid of the historic black colleges and universities <laughs> funding for 10 years. Right. Let's get rid of that Save Our Seas Act. I bet was probably uh, gotten rid of as well. Um, there's a couple of other things, but I mean, the argument is, well, a president shouldn't have that much power because it was kind of a continuation of the ex executive branch power that we've seen like from Bush onward. And it's like, yeah, I get it, but like insulin prices would have been like affordable for people mm -hmm. like under this shit. Don't you think that's a good thing? Like, but because it's done under executive order, his move to kind of like, I guess, um, have people turn a blind eye to him being Big Pharma's little bitch right. would be like these cheaper drug prices, mm -hmm. which don't exist. They don't exist. No, anything. Well, I mean, anything that anything that affects corporate uh, bottom line is going to be done away with as as soon as possible. That shit's fucking. Well, it's like everybody. Everybody was talking about. Remember when Martin Shkreli, he was he was yeah, like yeah, yeah. single handedly like um, raised the price of insulin like a hundred percent or something like that. Or he like I can't remember what exactly it was. He like held the patent or something. Yeah, let me pull that up. And uh, he went to jail, and everybody was like, "Yeah, fuck that guy. He's you know making insulin more expensive." And then, but then a president that people don't like, you know, puts a puts his thumb on the scale to make it cheaper and it's like no you, well, we don't like him though let me see oh Martin Scarelli yeah, trying to see what it was uh, what did he do <laughs> it was AIDS medication <laughs> well he's done he's done a oh it was oh, AIDS medication, AIDS medication. I, I, thought it, I thought it was insulin for some reason it was one of the main cheap AIDS medications yeah, I wanted to see like how much he uh, increased it by, um, like thousands of dollars a month or some shit. Like yeah, that. like what the what the per, per markup was. was. Yeah. All right, let me. Yeah, because that's, that's <clears throat> what did he do? Is kind of a broad. I was uh, telling Ted what I what I think uh, all that was that. Uh, Trump was essentially Big Pharma's little bitch, and his part of the agreement was to try to get these like cheaper insulin like prices for the American people and yeah. it, because he used executive orders it didn't work so like he's he's still like pharma's little bitch oh, in yeah. my opinion and he'll probably run in 2024 and god I hope he doesn't <laughs> you and me both man like he just needs to go away <laughs> Like, I don't give a shit about any of this fucking Mar-a-Lago documents bullshit. I just want Trump to go go to, to go off into the sunset. He has been so bad for American discourse. At, uh, at present, at present, and uh, I don't uh, really like politicians, but at, at present, I would uh, vote for Ron DeSantis. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I would or not. I, uh... What what I have to go on currently is uh, just how people handled governance during the pandemic, right? 
I don't like Brian Kemp. I think he's a... Uh, Brian Kemp has uh, uh, national aspirations. That was one of the big critiques of him whenever he was first became governor was that he he either wants to run for like Congress or Senate or like the White House one day. That's his aspirations. Which, more, more power to him. Yeah. All I care about is that he kept the state open. Yeah. And I don't think if uh, I don't think if uh, Abrams was elected, I don't think Georgia would have. No, we would. We were closed for sure. Yeah. So I mean, Kemp kind of bungled the whole like response to it in his own in his own right, but like he did. Uh, he did. He didn't. Uh, uh, after whatever it was the two or three weeks yeah. that he put in for the state, that was. He he didn't. They were there was pressure for him to renew it, and he was like he's like no, nah, we're Florida's open. We're open. We're, we're 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 good. Yeah. And I mean, like everybody's and they were on the social media hubbaloo was this. Oh, he's gonna kill Georgians. <laughs> and like then like you know it's like we're you know getting out of the COVID stuff. Like even Biden says the pandemic's over with, so it's fucking over with for sure. It's over with two years ago, but. I digress. Like, um, it showed when you have enough data to show that lockdown, not lockdown, mask, no mask, it made no effect on the fucking numbers. It did worse. It, it caused more harm. It caused more harm. There are more drug but overdoses. There are more. There's more kids that are gonna grow up fucked up now. That's the biggest thing that I think has been changed in our culture. That there's more kids that are gonna grow up. Fucked up, and that it's it's not the only reason that that's going to happen, mind you. But like, and I, I hate to sound like a curmudgeonly old fuck, but like, no, not <laughs> get off my lawn. But dude, like, it's already... ma mask. There's a one image of a presumed, I hope, mother with a mask on, injecting. Uh, a child with a shot with a mask on, and the child is like like screaming in agony under the mask. You tell, and she's just smiling and taking a selfie while doing it. There uh, is. I'm enough, sure that child is going to grow up well. A okay. There's enough. Uh, it was some governing board over like child development came in saying that they now believe that the masking of like toddlers and infants and stuff like that has led to a a speech delay. In that generation. Oh, absolutely. I definitely believe that. What a shock that they needed to see mouths <clears throat> and like people smiling and people frowning to be able to, I don't know, develop. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's so fucking stupid. Speaking of, of, uh, the harm that's coming to this nation. <laughs> well, uh, We'll get to the big titty MVP winner oh, <laughs> later. Oh, I've, 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 I've got, got to wait. Got to wait. I want because I wanted to start this off with a um, kind of a uh, I don't know positive. There's this there's this group. Um, they've been at least in Canada banned off of PayPal and Gmail. They're called Gays Against Groomers. Oh yeah, they, they have a big Twitter handle. It's been. Up and down left. So, I'm not a big fan of the acronym. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, I don't know if he says what city uh, he's in, but uh, he's got his uh, two minutes of town hall. Oh, right? I've seen that speech, yeah. So, 
Good evening. My name is Mario Presents, and I'm here as a representative from Gays Against Groomers Coalition with over 250,000 followers across social media and as the uncle of two students in your district. It has come to our attention that the district intends to teach transgenderism to children under the age of 10 without parental consent. If I were to teach your child about my sexuality without your consent or involvement, I'd be arrested. But when the school district does it, it's education. Districts are teaching transgenderism when they should be teaching science, math, and language. Instead, teachers are hiding student pronouns from their parents under the guise of gender affirmation. Can you imagine the uproar if schools were evangelizing or baptizing children without parental consent? Isn't that sort of what you're doing? You don't tuck these children in at night. You don't teach them to stand up to bullies. You don't pay their medical bills. And you certainly don't hold their hands in the hospital. These parents do. Simple truth, space, and science need to be upheld for our society to flourish. The gross indoctrination we're seeing is creating a lifetime of medication and hormones because you can't simply pause puberty. Men cannot become women, and sex chromosomes are encoded into the fabric of our DNA. Simply affirming a teenager's gender is akin to affirming anorexia. Both are body dysmorphic disorders, yet we don't teach the starving teenagers how to binge and purge or affirm that they are indeed overweight. However, school districts, including yours, seem to have no issue secretly teaching girls that they can be boys because they feel uncomfortable in their bodies. A grown adult woman can't get a hysterectomy without extensive medical forms and doctor's visits. But Dr. Safir over the hill in Sherman Oaks is willing to do top and bottom surgery, sterilizing children for life. Parents must be a part of the education process when teaching sexuality to students, and it definitely doesn't need to happen under the age of 10 years old. Five seconds to spare. <laughs> he practiced. Damn. Based. Nobody's right. American hero. I I don't know how you can support them, but like, I'm fucking. I was fucking. Fuck yeah, man. Shit's fucking dangerous to be teaching to kids. You, Let's talk about fucking big titty fucking <laughs> educator of the year. Uh, apparently, there's a thing going around on 4chan that that guy is actually trolling the school board. Because this is, this is, of course, it's unfortunate that you got to take it over assault. Apparently, yeah, yeah, because like trust a plan, it's still happening on 4chan. It's yeah, a, it's a cute reference. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, somebody was had said that uh, that guy was like uh, he got in trouble last year for like red pilling the students because he's a shop teacher. Oh. So. The, the, the thing is, they're making a case that, and that no one knows for sure, but he's trying to make a point. He was like, taking whatever a red pill or somebody took the red pill, and he was telling that to the kids and stuff. He got in deep shit and almost got suspended at the school. So I, the, the prevailing theory I've seen is he is dressing like that to prove a point. Basically, a big troll. They want him to be, he wants them to fire him so he can turn around and sue the school for discrimination. That's what I've seen. Well, that's true, it's working. So. Well, the school board came out and said they defend it. They yeah. said it's, it's perfectly uh, it's perfectly fine. What I found to be the biggest haha part of it was the uh, the local uh, uh, paper or news site or whatever reporting on yeah. it uh, censored the image of the big prosthetic nipples. <laughs> These are not and, normal sized nipples either. And, <laughs> and the the eyes. Uh, because uh, she is uh, wearing a mask under the nose, but they, they hid the eyes as well. So you see the giant 
fucking knockers, but there's like a, like a black bar is yeah. over the nipples. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I thought this was okay for kids. <laughs> right. So it's not, it's, not, it's, it's not okay now. It's okay for all the children. To yeah, see, yeah, yeah. But, but not in the news. <laughs> we can't allow that. It's But if you come down to the school, it's totally fine. You see the fucking bologna-sized nips. Yeah, and, and yeah. All that bust. Now, if a, if a woman, a biological female, were to wear something, one of the outfits that this... Shop teacher is wearing is a see-through black top. Like I've just seen the one with the pink top. I haven't seen. There's, oh, there's more than one outfit. Oh, I, they're I, out there. Well, I, I don't want to pull them up on this computer. <laughs> I really look for them either. So I don't. I don't want big titty shop teacher to be <laughs> in the search query on this. <laughs> VPN or not, you know, like. <laughs> the Google search results for that phrase have skyrocketed. Oh my god! <laughs> Big titty shock teacher. <laughs> but it's like you know, if, if a if a woman who is heavy heavily busted chose to wear some of these outfits, oh, they put a stop to that immediately. They'd be like, they'd be like, oh, well, this is inappropriate. This is for children. This is for children, Mrs. Adams. You can't have your body being displayed like that. But if if it is a troll, it's a good troll. It is. It's, it's, a a, it's effective, yeah, for sure. I think that you've seen a lot of the discussion uh, lately is like that at some point in time, that side of culture is going to have to like, it seems like they just opened the gate and said, you can go do whatever and be whatever and we're okay with it. If you want to go teach in class and wear a thong and you're a 300-pound fucking male, with a wig on and you identify go, go slay queen yeah what's the, the conversation I've seen is like at some point in time that community's going to like hey reel this fucking shit in you're ruining like the last 40 years of progress mm-hmm. like for, for us like we, we've we finally got to a point in the late early 2000s like we can marry we can own businesses together I can pass my hair my uh, inheritance off to my partner we can adopt children we can get surrogates you know we can do things it's now big step it's a huge step for like the community. That's... And then, literally in 10 years' time, now we're arguing, like, like the guy said, like, it's okay to fucking sterilize children. Yeah. And, let, and, and saying that, no, we shouldn't be doing that. Let them become of age and let their brains finish developing. But if I said that's, a, that's we should be doing that, then I'm a hateful, bigot person. I'm transphobic. Like, it, <laughs> it defies fucking logic. But like, they're, it, they're proving, so, what, you're, you're exactly right, the last... 40 years or so, whatever, of gay rights being fought for <clears throat> is being undermined and proving like what a lot of people would consider hateful bigots, right? Because what they've said the whole time is that the slippery slope fallacy isn't a fallacy. They said, you know, they're saying, oh, we're going to go from gay marriage to to open transgenderism to bestiality to pedophilia child to, child marriage. I had child, yeah. a conversation with a workout friend of mine. He's like just a southern good old boy, saw the earth person. But, like, what you think is, like, a middle-of-the-road, like, Fox News Republican. You, we all know. We yeah, yeah. South, we all that. Like, we had this conversation because it was right around the time they passed gay marriage. We had right around the time we passed gay marriage and we had the conversation saying, hey, he's like, well, where's it going to stop next? You're going to be able to, it's, it's going to start here, then you'll be able to, you know, like I said, it'll, it'll be better to marry children in, in five years. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you got to think. It's like these are two consenting adults that love each other. It's based right. off love, like. It's human right, yada yada yada, 
And then now we're like <laughs> now men can have babies. <laughs> well, now we're starting to like you're starting to see like the whole like maps thing. Like, right, right. It's starting to creep into the the conversation, and like that movie was like, no, no fuck off, you ruined it. No, it's about, it's about the trans people now. Fuck right, off. not yeah. you yet. It's like, it's like where's it going to stop? Where where are we going to go? Okay, you're not dealing in reality anymore. You're doing harm. Right, and and you think it would be obvious? The line is at sexualizing children. Yeah. You know, at the the line is at uh, anything beyond two consenting adults, you know. Because, I mean, I've always been libertarian in that sense. It's like, yeah, whatever two consenting adults do behind closed doors is none of my business. I still feel like that. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, okay, but now it's like creeping out into the into The, the bedroom pu- into the, into the, por- the, the public square, you know what I mean? It's like, <clears throat> keep it out of the schools, you know. And it's not it's not a bigoted thing to say, don't teach my kids about anal sex. Don't teach my kids about sex hey, at, here, at all. <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't teach my kids about straight sex. You know what I mean? Like I don't care that like let's say my child has a like, teacher that's gay. I don't care that she talks to the children about her. Everybody had a lesbian art teacher in middle yeah, school. Yeah, like, you know I mean? like I don't I didn't want to know about my straight teacher's marriage. Like right, she wants right. to bring up like her her girlfriend or his boyfriend. Like in a con in, a, in like a normal context, like this is my relationship. This is the world we live in. and We live in reality. But I don't want that person sitting in the front of the class with draped behind. With fucking pride flags, mm-hmm. and I might sound hateful. I'm sorry. Pride flags draped all over the fucking room, and their whole entire personality is being gay versus just being a sexual orientation they were born with. Much like we were born straight, they were born gay. It just is what it is. It's not a big fucking. No one cares. Anymore. It's not a big deal anymore. It's not special anymore. It's accepted. You have all the rights that. I think. Out. I think that that is part of the. Uh, well, one. I don't want any. I don't want to hear about a straight or a a, a gay teacher's relationship exactly. in the classroom. Yeah. The the whole bill in Florida that they label as "Don't Say Gay" bill yeah. could also be called the "Don't Say Straight" bill. Right. Like it, it's about not teaching kids this shit until you get to I think the fourth or fifth grade. Yeah. Like which makes sense. I started having introductory like puberty and sex ed classes in fourth and fifth grade. You know, but um, I think. A fair amount of this is, I think it's appropriation, right? I think a lot of it is uh, probably for uh, for white kids. I'm probably biased in that because I, I am white. But I think it's a way for them to feel special, right? Because there's nothing special about being white in today's world. There's nothing special about being gay anymore. No, no, but there is something special about being trans, and it can push the envelope, right? It can get you attention, and and I'm not saying that to try to undermine people that are legitimately transsexual or transgender. Suffering with, like, like actual real people are going through it with gender dysmorphia. Adults that are wanting to go through body mod to change their body to a different gender, that's that's some real shit. Yeah. And that is a part of the population. And a lot of the population is, they're using them. They're, they're, they're manipulating that culture, and those people struggle to try to capitalize on it, figuratively and literally. You know, well, like... they're not, they're like, you've made the gay, you know, gay and lesbian people of America, like, no different than heterosexuals, then that's, that's, not, a, that's it, not a base you can, you can stroke anymore for... You know, political game anymore because like it, no one cares. What's 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 troubling me is that you know I couldn't believe it, but I saw a lot of this um, 
this red pilling stuff going on from the the actual red party, you know, the right of yeah. center, like going on like a few years ago, and I um, what worries me is I see the ripple from this, where you see like in Texas, the GOP in Texas at some like local yearly convention or whatnot they have. They wouldn't let the Lincoln Law Republicans in. They wouldn't let the gay Republicans in. It's like, bro, why are you doing this to them? And it's because they associate what, <laughs> in the conspiracy world, you say is the LGBTQIA mafia, yeah, like <laughs> with just any any gay person, right? So it's like it's no different than taking like a a white or black supremacist and saying that, like, well, that's that's all white people, that's all black right, people, right? you know? Well, the GDP is a problem right now, well, like, for Trump, even, for better or worse. They're, they're even talking about uh, repealing gay marriage and bringing that up to the states. If they do that, like, the, the Democrats, fuck the DNC, they're never getting my fucking vote. Yeah. And, like, as far as I'm concerned, you shouldn't vote on, on a party anyway. But fuck them in particular. But if the Republicans, after preaching all this MAGA, like, cult bullshit, like, for years, if they start rescinding on individual liberties in that regard, I'm gone. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, not, think, I'm not voting for them anymore. I think, like, that's I think it. that the GOP has a blind spot right now that, um, for Trump, for better or worse, he built a... Kind of like a multi multicultural, uh, what's wrong with like a fuck, um, not unit. He picked up a lot of votes in like different demographics that that a traditional GOP candidate would ne- would never know. But he grew right. the Mexican vote, the Latino vote. He grew the, the young black vote. He's picked up a little bit in like the LGBT community that no other candidate would would have. In like instead of the GOP going, hey, listen, the being culturally Christian and running off of that is not going to work anymore. We need to start being a, uh, a coalition of working class, uh, multicultural... should be a fusion. The, yeah, exactly. Like the, in the Reconstruction era, the fusion party was... Sometimes it didn't work. Like in Wilmington, North Carolina, they slaughtered them. But um, most of the times, like, it, it, it worked. Where it's just yeah. like, yo, if, you're, if your common goal is to be like... When we make it to where everybody actually does prosper, so right, so like, you kind of put your own personal ideology aside, and you're like, okay, so what works? Like, like what is gonna get results? What's not gonna um, infringe on people's liberties, right? And I, I think in a, a lot of what we were talking about earlier with Abrams and Kemp, a lot of what I saw from the pandemic. And in blue states and in blue communities is that they wanted all the poor people to shut the fuck up, stay home. Yeah. We'll tell you when it's okay. You can we're, bring our food through his door now. We're fucking <laughs> yeah. busy right now. We this is just for essential people. We'll t- we'll tell you when we need you back. Basically, you had a the MacBook class people who sit in their house and work from a MacBook or computer and write blogs. And just do fucking spreadsheets for companies. Well, telling people how to actually like get out and work with their hands and their body for a living that they need to stay home. And I don't get that because I'm in I'm in that class. Yeah. You know, like I'm 
I'm pimping out those spreadsheets and whatnot. Yeah, but you also come from like a blue collar background too. Like, so I mean, yeah, I did like ten years in food service. Yeah, like so, like that's. But you got people, these type of people have went and we're getting away from the trans stuff. But like, uh, you, it's it's. You, I, you, I think you, a lot of the trans stuff is connected, like to yes. all this, because like there's, it's like one side is like accusing the other side, right, of doing stuff, and they're both correct. They're both correct, and yet one side I find is saying that the entire side, therefore, should be castigated, should be ostracized, and should be not allowed. So, like, it's a path to dehumanization, right? A slippery slope. And the other side... Which doesn't make any fucking sense, but you'll see on, like, Fox News, they'll have, like, people on that don't agree with them. And, like, even, like, though I think now they've kind of gotten rid of any Trump loyalists on there since Jan 6. But, uh, like, as far as, like, cultural topics that weren't around Orange Man bad, Orange Man good, but, like, the, the right wing was having a discussion. And, like, that... Draw, drew me in like just initially because I've, I've always been like a like a liberal lefty like kind of dude but I really don't like it whenever people tell me what to do well probably like, you're, you're probably still that person but then like the left and people I've argued people to like the, the rights worse has ever been the right's still the same right it was 20-30 years ago the left is one that is going further out in the reaches like, well they became authoritarian when they've yeah. always been the anti-authoritarian side yeah well, yeah, just like... It's like the political uh, spectrum is spinning, right? So, yeah. like, right-wing authoritarianism is its really easy to pick out in America, you know, because it's usually the evangelical preacher, like... like or Lauren, the... Lauren Bobart wanting a fucking uh, Christian national... Wanting Christian nationalism and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, or whether well, they're just like, oh, you know, you know, support the military and the cops no matter what they do. It's like, right. well, well... No, <laughs> like, like no, like that's. But the left wing authoritarianism, like we, liberalism has ran the country literally since World War Two. Yes, like, like that's that's just like how it is, and it's not a bad thing, you know. But like certain things, man, like where it's like. You know what it is? It's like a bunch of people that want to prove to their friends and their peers that they're actually not, they're not a bigot, they're not a racist, they're, they're not, they're, 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 hey, they're cool, right? Like, hey, they, they don't want any trouble. Hey, you want to fuck my wife? You can fuck my wife. We're polyamorous, man. Like, it's, like, it's fine. And, like, some people, they, they walk it like they talk it, and, like, that, that is what they like. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're just like, like, yeah, man, if you want to fuck my wife, I'll fuck yours. That's fine, bro. Like, I don't care. And, like, me like uh, that's that's fine. I'm gonna go home. Like and I'm just gonna go home and turn fucking YouTube on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That sounds actually more doing anything besides that sounds more fun to me than fucking your wife. Like, <laughs> but the it's like um it's weird because like it's like they're building their religion as it's happening, right? Because like the. A lot of the cultural shift will depend on 
whatever's happening in the culture, right? So then it becomes like, well, making excuses for it, or, or now it's okay. It's like, well, the science changed. Well, it was settled. Yeah, but science always changes. It's like, right. well, this, <laughs> there's, there's very few things in science that are absolutely 100% settled. Like, like, well, like, when you say, like, I believe in science, it's like, well, what do you mean? The scientific method? Like, what do you mean believe in science? Like, you, <laughs> when, you, when you believe in science, it's like me starting my car, right? I believe that science because it's going to work unless something in the car does, like, yeah. is off. Right, but like as far as like how people make cars and what a car is, like that's that's reliable science. The, the a phone. You, you believe in math. You believe in engineering. You know. You believe, believe in like like chemical I, biology. I right, believe right. I believe that if I type two plus two equals into the calculator, it will tell me four. Right. You know. So like, but when it comes to like some of this other stuff, man, like we talked about before, it's academia, right? That they're they're just reciting whatever other people are saying, right? It's like... It's the Alan Savory quote in the video we've all seen about how, like... It comes from the fringes. Yeah, it and, comes from the fringes. And the, the part of the scientific uh, method and process is it comes to the fringes, has to survive being peer-reviewed, you have to replicate it, replicate replicate it, and you replicate it and have a solid piece of evidence after all the tests and stuff, then it is, it is, it is science. It's been replicated... And even when it gets settled, like you, I mean, you can come back years later with new information and technology. You might find out that well, maybe that's not how that really really worked because of this, this, and this. So, but to your point about people building a religion off of trust of science and stuff like that, continue. Yeah, just like as well, I mean, like as it's happening, right? So it's like like this school board and you know the big titty troll or not troll, yeah, a shop teacher. Like, them coming out and saying, like, oh, no, 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 we, we defend this. It's like, do you really? <laughs> well, you have to. Like, well, yeah, because, like, you can't admit you're wrong, right? Because if, if you've done wrong, you're out. Right. Like, that's, that's the way it happens. If you do wrong, you're out. Or you can subjugate yourself. You can apologize to these people, and then you don't get forgiven, but what you get is a rank down. You can stay, but you're going to be a rank down from where you were. That 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 BTD MA teacher is in uh, Canada, right? Yeah. Um, I think their laws and the whole thing, like, like the thing Jordan Peterson was fighting against, they got popular yeah. from. Basically, if they discriminate against that teacher, that school board can actually literally go to jail. Yeah, they can't even uh, criticize. Yep. They can't criticize. Which is why, if it is a troll, it's so effective because the people who defend that have effectively painted themselves into a corner. Where it's like, well, we have to, de we have to defend this. We. Well, it's like you know. how like Al Qaeda and terrorist organizations kind of used our freedom against us during like that era of America. Like, what you mean, people coming into America illegally and doing doing espionage? <coughs> like, where where is it at? <laughs> I mean, if it's like somewhat facetious, but in a, it's either Arizona or New Mexico. Like they found like a training camp that like oh, yeah. some like. Like far right wing uh, Muslim man had set up with his his three wives, where they were supposedly training children or people to do school shootings, yeah. and had an obstacle course. And then they tried to go back, and then after the arrest, and it was it was gone. Like the whole camp was gone. That's suboptimal. And then the judge was like some liberal judge. <laughs> 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 she was 
and she uh, she let him she let him go like in the courtroom like let him go and like even made like a remark of like how he had been targeted because of religious discrimination and so he had a training course <laughs> in his backyard where he was training people to shoot did, up schools didn't they find like I might be um, conflating two stories but didn't they find like a dead body on that site I think they did I think it was like a relative in the house mm. though but like I think the excuse there was that they're like oh you know they'll well that's that's just how Muslim people are you know if somebody dies they just keep them you just know old and, marry them, man. I mean, that's right right that's 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 not how it goes oh, well damn it Ted Tom sorry I didn't mean to use your real name as a joke <laughs> Tom you're supposed to bring me these uh Ted has always been the off-camera side character in sitcoms, I've noticed, growing up. Anytime you need to mention somebody who's never seen on camera, they always use Ted. So They had a... Uh, in South Park for years, it was uh, Nelson, was Randy's friend from work that you never saw. Right. And then, I think it was in the World of Warcraft episode, there was there was Nelson. He's like this guy with like Albert Einstein kind of hair and like glasses. <laughs> Man, that episode... Is probably one of the best like uh, pieces of like culture coming together ever. That that episode was huge because I played the fuck out of World of Warcraft then, and that's back when it's like its cultural peak. And then for it to be on a show, and they did like such a good job with it. Mm-hmm. That was tenth season, so I think that was two thousand six. Yep. I never played WoW. I saw what it did to my friends. I was like, I'll do drugs instead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to sit at a computer for three days and not pay? Oh, man. <laughs> I remember once Phil uh, uh, showed up at my uh, house. Uh, we were going somewhere. And uh, he brought me a copy of WoW. He's like, I thought you could uh, install it. I'm like, I'm like, man, you kind of seem like the guy that brought cocaine over to my house. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, we can do this together. Like, right now, like... Try not to do that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, man, he, he went off the deep end, and I'm the one who sold him the junk, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, those are good times, though. Yeah, I was luckily just poor enough to not have an internet connection that could support WoW at the time. So, but I, I went to school with people who just like their friend groups were like, we don't know what happened to him, man. He just, just sits at home on his computer all day. There's, because I could have easily been that guy, you yeah. know. There's one friend. Uh, uh, we had the. I haven't seen him since 2006 or 2007. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. And supposedly, like they they went like uh, like overseas at one point, and then they came back, and they were just they were back in Valdosta, but just staying in like the room above their mom's garage, and just just. Killing, Live, killing wild boars. Li- living on the internet. <laughs> now, I don't know if they moved on from WoW and got into harder stuff. Or <laughs> he but, did disappear though. Yeah, have, like legit. Haven't uh, haven't heard or seen from him uh, since then. It's fucking wild. Where are we oh yeah, the transgender uh, <laughs> teacher gone to fucking South Park and WoW. No, it's 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 fucking um it's I think it's it's dangerous whenever you don't have your first amendment, right? Like so like that is clearly like 
a, a situation where like if you can't criticize somebody or like what they're doing, it's like well that's a protected class. Well, it's a caste system. The thing about Canada, they, they don't have like a freedom of speech. It's not in there. No, no America does. I don't know any other country that has uh, freedom of speech. Well, that's why you see a lot of this, you know, like clown world shit coming out of Canada because they don't have that protection. As far as I know, America is the only thing with the only country with anything resembling the First Amendment. Yeah, this list has, of course, this is Bing from Microsoft. It has United Kingdom, which is not true. No, that's not true. That's not true. Because they'll arrest you for a mean Facebook post. Yeah, yeah. Imagine being in your little nice little cottage off on the street, eating your fucking bangers and mash or whatever. You just lit, like just lit somebody up on Facebook, you know, and you're eating your food and like drinking your Guinness, and then like you're knocking the door. And then this evening, sir, we have here a print out of your latest post. Sorry to disturb you, ma'am. Only take a second, sir. Your latest post in which you did not affirm the gender of one Kozeltoff Titsenberry. What? Cosmtoff Tittleberry, right here, see? We have six pages of you saying that she is actually a man, right? And that you're not going to have any dick swinging tranny teaching your kids in public school. So we're here to arrest you for being a naughty naughty <laughs> and not, not going along with this and affirming this person's gender. There, a few years ago, there was that guy, Count Dankula, who taught his... Oh, uh, yeah, the, the pug. Nazi pug. He, he taught his pug to do the Nazi salute. He got arrested for that. You know, the, that whole section of the world like looks down on us as Americans, for the most part. But they literally arrested somebody for teaching their pug a trick. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got problems, don't get me wrong. But, like... It's fucking stupid, dude. Fucking stupid. Or like, uh, I think it's Tommy Robinson. Like, and I, I'm not a big fan of him, but he, like he went, to, he got arrested over like um, speaking badly against Muslims or something like that. Just, I mean, something that you could you could say all day is like wrong. You know, he morally he might have been in the wrong, but like he went to jail over having a, the wrong opinion. You know? Yep. It's fucking dangerous, man. And you got people on on this side of the pond. In power, that or would it be okay for jailing you for the wrong opinion? Right. As if culture doesn't in America doesn't change every twenty years. Well, it's like the it changes every four years for sure. Yeah. Like that's how you have a revolution in America. They're like, hey, they get really hung up on this whole president thing. So if you can just do that every four years, you can just change the country every four years. Like, like legitimately, and whether or not you get it done and what you want to get done will depend on you know. <laughs> A myriad of things, but that's like, you know, day one of the Biden administration was like, all right, let's sign all these executive orders that override all the previous executive orders. That's like, all right, so what 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 changed? Like South Park made a critique of Garrison in uh in one uh episode or maybe it was the movie where they're like he because Garrison's Trump in South Park and so they're like he ruined the whole country. And now he's just back here shopping at the grocery store. Yeah. Like, saying hello to everybody. And it's like, yeah, like, he did. Like, like Trump was in charge 2020, you know. The country went to shit, you know. There's a lot of people, I, I get 
kind of aggravated with people in my life that like think that if Trump was in the office, things would be better. It's like, no, these things were going to happen regardless. The economy was going to go to shit regardless. Uh, they might, they might have been better. Maybe a little. I think off. I, 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 I think he still ruined it. Like he, he still, he was too concerned about. I want people to like me, like, you know. Oh, we don't, we don't want to use. They want us to use military force and shut down all these protests and open up the states, but can't do that. It's an election year. Let's just keep keep letting them ruin shit and then put the blame on them. It's like, yeah, that's what an effective leader does. Right. Like, let things get worse and then blame somebody else. Be like, well, I can fix it if you just give me... You mean every president in the last few yeah. years of elections? <laughs> but whenever you come out as the contrarian that's supposed to be this wild card of change where, I mean, he was. Yeah. Like, he was. O- Obama represented a, a wild card of change on demographics of, like, his ethnicity, yeah. right? And probably, I would say, his religion. He seems, he seems, seems to be uh, Muslim, I mean, I guess, you know? Isn't... That's he what they were saying. A, if uh, anything, I think he was, like, obviously an atheist, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, he went to a black, uh, black church in Chicago. I forgot. Uh, black, they taught black liberation theology. Yeah, but, I mean, I would argue that Trump was Jewish. I mean... I mean, he was all about sucking Israel's dick, you know. Like, I mean, well, I, I think he was. I think he was another another atheist who just. I mean, they all, you know. Every president, I think, should be kind of atheist. So they're doing fucking cruel and wicked right, shit. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. If you look at their actions, you know, yeah, atheist or at least you no, know, Mr. President, you're, you're uh, we're going to be late for your acceptance of the Nobel Peace Prize. Just a second. There's a wedding I need to drone bomb. Real quick. <laughs> yeah. Right. But like, is is um. I mean, Trump definitely, like, a lot of people will make fun of him because he was about America first, but a lot of people will say he was Israel first. Yet, you know, his um, daughter and son-in-law were, like, he, like in his ear, you know, telling him, you know, well, we you know, do this for Israel, you know, the had the Abraham Accords and moving the embassy um, to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv and all this other stuff. Yeah, that, like, that, for. that shit just, like... Just seemed like neocon like propaganda. That's, to me. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Like, like they were like like even like Ben Shapiro was. I mean, he's Jewish, so I guess maybe he gives a shit. But he's you know like like you know he moved the uh, embassy uh, to Jerusalem, which was a huge deal. People don't understand like what a what a huge massive deal. They've been trying to do this for years and years, and it never gets done. And Trump was able to do that, and I don't understand how he like people don't like want to acknowledge that. It's like bro, it's what the fucking do? Anything to do with us? What the yeah. fucking do? Right. You know, it's like. I, I, I don't, like, there's so many neighborhoods in squalor, and there's so many resources that are not used effectively here. Like, there's so many ponds and pools of, like, tainted water, like, here. Well, like Jackson, their water situation, Flint, Mission still not fixed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, North Alabama, like, there they're, are, like, whole entire communities that don't have, like, sewer systems, like... Right. Sure like that. So maybe we should be fixing that shit. But instead, it's like, well, we're going to spend a lot of taxpayer money on these vaccines instead. And we're going to ship or, a lot. Or funding a proxy war in Eastern Europe. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, yeah. Or making sure that Pakistanis are able to have gender identity classes. <laughs> yeah. You know? That gender identity class stuff is based, that's, that's front for CIA operations in those countries. Well, that's what that is. Well, of course it is, but it's like. People are, 
I'm like, I'm, I'm not trying to dog the military or, you know, uh, the co the intelligence communities or anything. Obvi obviously, it's important to have those things. Oh, yeah. You know? But um, they already get all the fucking money. Like, look how much money they fucking have. And it's like, God. 700, $700 billion a year. And it's like, and the, the bad thing about that is, it's like, not going to the, to, to the soldiers. <clears throat> the bad thing about that is, is like, it, we have to keep pace with that until China is no longer a threat. Oh, well, so until, how do you until they take over? <laughs> the, 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 I don't think. I'm mean, not like my fucking expert. I don't think China has the capability to take over. They don't have the demographics. They don't have uh, the military capability. Um, I don't think they have. They, they could probably. I think the only, if they don't do it in the next fifteen years, they're not going to do it. The, the only way I think that they could do it is if the current military situation in Eastern Europe escalates to the point that we get involved, like boots on the ground, and and we do badly. I we'd have to be in a pretty fucked up economic yeah, situation. Then yes. you could, then you would yeah. have two different fronts because China and Russia are allies, right? Right. So which I don't and, right, and Russia is still on that because Russia is fucking massive man so like you still got like the port of Vladivostok is like right there I think in the sea of Japan yeah which is a, a little north of the Korean peninsula but I mean it's it's like one of the biggest like Pacific uh, uh, ports that uh, uh, Russia has I mean it's it's right there you know what I mean so you imagine then like our ships would have to be Across the Pacific, which I mean, of course they already are, but I mean, so that's one front, and then you'd have to worry about the entire other eastern front. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I, who knows how many bases are in the Atlantic, right? The, yeah. There's the one on the Bahamas they found mm -hmm. after the hurricane during the Trump presidency. Do you, remember, is like, do you remember that? They like, found it? Having a base. Yeah, after, after it was, uh, well, I, th I don't know if it was finished. There was a deal that the Bahamanian president struck with the Chinese government to allow them to have a, a base there off the coast of America what? in the Bahamas. No, I didn't know about that. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's not going to happen now. Well, no, because the island flooded, or the islands on that part of the Bahamas, like, flooded. So that hurricane was during the Trump administration, and there was something like he had talked about, like, oh, it's unbelievable what, you know, what we can do like, to fight hurricanes, you know. But that's the hurricane that stopped but, but also and churned right. over the Bahamas right. on its. It was. It had a steady path going to uh, uh, Florida and uh, the, the Carolinas, and then it just it just stops. It just stops right over the Bahamas, and then slowly instead starts working its way up the coast and does not make landfall. <clears throat> I never. But I'm saying like this particular spot. I mean, I'll give you that, but you also understand there's like a you're talking incredibly complex weather systems that can do multi. I'm not. I'm not I mean, if they came out and say that we know without a shadow of doubt that American control of the weather, I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I'm not. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I, I think they and the Chinese are both controlling like the weather. I think that I think they definitely have that technology. Like they think about it, like they they had Olympic games like in China that yeah. Per perfectly clear skies for meanwhile the rest of China's like around is like thick haze the, yeah, smog. They, they admitted that they prevented yeah but they also rain. shut down like all of their their like coal-fired plants in the months oh, to, really? to let everything get out of there they did do cloud seeding to like get the particles to bind to the aluminum particles to mm -hmm. fall to the ground so they did do that 
But like, it, it was not fit to be out in Beijing running around. No, I'm saying that was like 2008, right? Yeah. So 15 years ago. Think about the leaps in military technology since then. <sighs> Man, you, you're talking about controlling a fucking storm. That's I think they stand. can. I, 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 that's like literal. Like Marvel movie shit. I think there's. It's, I mean, there's a def- bridge too far. There's definitely weather manipulation. Whether the, whether or not you can actually control a hurricane, I don't know. But uh, I mean, weather manipulation definitely exists. I mean, you can see but, clouds and have it rain. Like there, there's like video proof of them doing that. But like, oh yeah, yeah. There, that's uh, ah oh, fuck. Who's who's the guy? He's on like Top Gear. He looks like Stephen Wright. But, but all you're doing that value. is like you're you're burning a giant gas turbine in a high humid environment. It's going to create a cloud. That cloud's going to float up, and it's, the water's got to come back down. Right, yeah. right. I mean, I, I would say if you wanted to say that was that's that's control. Yeah, you're seeding clouds. But like as far as trying to steer a hurricane to destroy a base, or trying to flood the the Yellow River to bust a dam, like I don't know if we're that advanced. Maybe I. I'd, I'd bet on it. I'd, I mean, I'm, fi- I'm fine with it. Like, I'm fine with you betting on it. I'm not like saying, Colt's a fucking idiot. But like, no, you should say that at the same time. You should definitely still have that in the back of my life. Yeah, Colt's an idiot, but <laughs> you may be right about this one. But, you know, come up about the Yellow River, like the Yellow River was about was about to bust the fucking, the, that, the three-quarters dam. Now it's the lowest it's ever been. So... That whole area is in a drought. There's um, there's a couple things I've seen where um, it looks like they're testing out like artificial suns. I saw one was like um, I think in Korea it was a oh lord it was controlled <laughs> no 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 no, <laughs> no this was a, a controlled indoors kind of like a particle accelerator would be yeah but they um, they get this this thing or whatever uh, to burn and. I think it's like up to like eleven thousand degrees Celsius or something, like something like Jesus. ridiculous, and they uh, then get it to uh, whoop, come and, back down. Have you seen LM, LMS theoretical warp drive? They're they're building it. What's it gonna do? It basically works. I don't fucking again. I'm a farmer. Let's preface <laughs> this. I'm gonna sound like an idiot, but it does something with particle acceleration. That basically you accelerate the particles, and the particles pull something that creates a fuel, and that fuel it gets to like ninety nine point nine percent speed of light. What? Yeah. I call bullshit. I mean, so I, 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 they're, they're developing it. He's working with some other guy, and this this is going to sound retarded, but that's fine. It's I'm, we're used to it. Yeah. <laughs> but wouldn't you think that like speed of like magnetism or electrons right atomic speed is faster than the speed of light yeah but how'd you harness that well to quote the Violet J fucking magnets how do they work how do they work (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to actually send you the link but like it was it sounds like it's gonna work they're building it if it fucking works we can get to like Mars in like 20 minutes. It, th- th- years ago, they were talking about building the M drive. EM. Yeah. Well, it was like it was a it was, it was a space engine basically that uses electromagnetic currents to. Yeah. Because the pro- the problem with space travel is that you can't actually propel yourself 
you know, so, you have to like launch yourself and then like coast. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like the whole idea behind the space shuttle is that we go so fast out of the atmosphere that once you get to space, you're already facing the direction that you want to go. Yeah. So you're just floating through space to get there. That's why it takes so long. But with the the M drive, you would actually be able to propel yourself through the vacuum. And that was 10 or 15 years ago. They talked about they were building it. It was going to happen. It was going to revolutionize uh, space travel. And I think, I mean, they they post articles about shit like this all the time. So the fact that they're saying that Elon Musk is building a warp drive doesn't surprise me at all. And they'll still be talking about it in 20 years. That's like, you know, like back when like Reddit first came, I got B was like, oh, graphene's the thing of the future. Right, and right. And like no one, no one gives a shit about graphene because apparently it's fucking like highly toxic. Well, they're talking about mining asteroids. I, or think, it's, about, I think it's in some of the, uh, I think it was in uh, one of the Chinese or Russian uh, vaccines. Yeah, there was some like graphene, yeah. thing they found like, graphene oxide <laughs> in, uh, in one of them. But we... we it's okay. It's small amount. It, yeah. you'll, be, you'll be fine. You'll be good. We've been talking about going to Mars for thirty years, and I think we'll be talking about going to Mars a hundred years from now. You know what I mean? I just think, why not the moon? Maybe, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I mean that's it's the closest one, right? Yeah, like if you want to experiment with being out in space away from Earth, like wouldn't you want to be close to Earth before you like? Well, I mean, it's not like the the moon is. I don't know. Maybe less than four hundred thirty-seven thousand miles away. I'm sure that I'm sure that's not. Well, it's like if you're afraid of going outside, it's like you you want to go out on the front porch before you go to Walmart. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, let's let's go deep sea diving instead. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm, instead of like you know I don't know how to swim. Let me just walk around the shallow end. I'm gonna go to the fucking sixty foot high dive and jump the fuck off. But ju- just like you said, all, the gender studies thing in Pakistan is cover for intelligence operations. Uh. Elon Musk is he is like one of the highest paid uh, contractors to the Department of Defense. A hundred and ten fucking percent. So Starlink is a spy satellite network. It's, it's all like all this all the stuff we see in headlines. It's like oh this brand new revolutionary technology mm-hmm. that's going to change the world. It's fucking money laundering for oh yeah for black black ops. Yeah, you know what I mean the uh, or even like Elon Musk himself, like a uh, Tesla, the. Uh, <sighs> You have to buy a uh, certain amount of uh, I forget what it is, but it's like uh, it's kind of like carbon credits, mm-hmm. right? So you for auto manufacturers, and based on your emissions, like that's equals X amount of credits. Well, because the with Tesla, all of the damage you do to the Earth is getting the batteries and right. not the emissions with the vehicle itself so well, well don't worry about the emissions from the earth movers and the big giant earth moving trucks and the, gi- the, the gigantic fucking ships that you send over that burn the dirtiest fucking sulfur diesel that's made <laughs> that's, that's not important we, we don't got, have to see that <laughs> but uh, they'll take because it's zero they'll sell these uh, credits to the other auto manufacturers for them to use so they can continue to pollute. Well, well, yeah, it also increases the value of Tesla as a company as well, mm. right? Tesla is um, is not an auto manufacturer. They are a technology company. Right. They're a data company. That's so, so you can uh, you can throw them in as far as like investing into it, like how much it's worth. Because like a Ford stock, like one share in Ford. Is like less than twenty bucks. It's like, tw- it's like twelve, thirteen see, bucks right see what now. What it is today? Price of Ford stock. 
I think it's just F is its call yeah. sign. Twelve dollars and thirty-one cents versus Tesla. It's like a couple hundred bucks. I think yeah. two hundred and seventy-five dollars <laughs> and thirty-three cents. Well, one of those companies has, uh, you know, Department of Defense contracts. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it, it kind of goes back, and I've said this before. I still, you know, kind of stand by that. I think that over time, with enough critical analyses, people aren't going to trust NASA. Like they're they're going to look back at when people did trust them in the 1960s and 70s, and look back at some of the footage and be like. This isn't real. Right. <laughs> like, right. You're just going to be able to look and be like, <laughs> you're saying this is real. Like, this this is not real. The CGI sparks coming out of Apollo 16 blasting off from the surface of the moon with 1970s Technicolor special effects did not really happen. It's, it's, it's not real. But if you have enough trust in the private sector, right, people aren't going to... People aren't going to give it. I mean, like people either love or hate Elon Musk, and it's like, well, you should shouldn't probably treat a billionaire differently than another person. Like, you should know that. Like, probably shouldn't trust them. Like at all. Like it's this. He he comes from money. He comes from wealth. He comes from a big family. He wants power. He wants people to like him. I think he wants to kind of be like a new age Rockefeller kind of guy. Yeah. Like, oh, Mr. Rockefeller, oh, won't you? Can can we have a nickel? Yeah. He's like, oh, sure. I'll give. I'm a rich man. I'll give you a nickel. There you go. Yeah. Well, he posts memes on Twitter all day, so he's like, he's one of us, you know. Yeah, well, it's like, how, how are you a fucking billionaire, super genius, <laughs> and you literally just spend all day on Twitter trolling people? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, people don't realize is like he's not like he might get. You know, pull his sleeves up, get dirty, trying to figure something out. But most of the time, he goes and finds the best and the brightest, and say, "Build this." Yeah. And then he'll go do it with another project, and that's kind of like what he does. Like, but I mean, uh, America or, or the world in general, but especially America, is so marvel marvel brained at this point. It's like he's Tony Stark, man. He's going to take us to the stars. He's you know he's changing the world. It's like no, nah, he's just marvel brained like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true though, like. Like if you, you just watch the critiques of some of the SpaceX videos that they have, like the, the Space Mouse and Chroma Key fails in one of them. Uh, or the quote where he said, um, you know it's real because it looks so fake. Yeah, it's like, well, what what is real? Because it's like when people defend images NASA puts out, it's like you realize they're using the word images, not photographs. Like, a, an image is not a photograph at all. You could take a photograph of, of Mars using a photographic telescope, like, zoom in on it, and it looks like a moving orange pulsing light, you know, that has, like, water-like kind of texture to it. Like, most of the stars look like they're in water. But, like, images, um, they even uh, change images to, like, their own definition to where it can represent an idea. If NASA puts out an image, it's an idea. It's a concept. Did you see that thing where it was like some European like space scientist like took a picture of a piece of salami? Yeah, and said it was like a planet or some shit. Yeah, yeah it got it got inserted into the um, the images from the James Webb yeah, telescope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That, that we we talked about this. I don't remember what episode it was, but uh, that being one of the ways that 
they, I don't know, like they they put a bunch of a bunch of stuff out there and say that it's all true, but then they slip one little clue in there that's total bullshit. And they have to admit it, it's bullshit, but it's like the majority of the populace will see that and just ignore it and go, but yeah, but it's the most beautiful images of space we've that's ever like had. That's like the James Webb space telescope shit. Like, I mean, yeah, it's cool, but like the, the ways some people are acting or, or like acting and reacting to it was like, get a fucking life. I th- I Please think, God. I think, I think a lot of these people, they're just under the notion that Earth is insignificant, right? Because like we're taught that. Like we're, we're taught to think that we are just evolutionary happenstance. We're just jizz with a consciousness that came into, like, being. Um, That Earth is just some floating ball somewhere that's not important. It's it's not the center of anything. Neither is the sun. Like, it's, it's all just happenstance. Even though the moon and the sun and the Earth have this weird relationship where they seem to be perfectly aligned with everything. And all of the planets and uh, the stars seem to go in the same direction around the sun, which is also like just perfect, just perfectly set this way. And that you even have, and like, not to give the flat earthers credit, but like they... They're arguments that aren't really centered around the curvature itself, but are just centered around there's a hustle going on. And there are arguments that used to be taught, and then they they stopped being taught after World War II. And then you start looking at, like, well, what happened after World War II? And you look at Operation Paperclip, and I forget what the Russian uh, operation was as well, but pretty much we just got all the Nazis that, like, weren't Hitler, pretty much, or weren't, uh, what's the, Goebbels, or uh, Heimel, I think was the Desert Fox, I think that was his name, that that weren't, like, the big celebrities, but, like, they were powerful, yeah. and, like, they were extremely intelligent, and they already had tools and uh, bases that they could access that weren't in Germany, you know, and, like, it just, it makes sense as a foreign nation that after you conquer, like, another nation... Well, you're going to take the best people that you can. You but know? how did Russia end up with who they end up with, and then we got who we got, and like look at the, uh, the UK? Am I? Uh, well, yeah, I, I would I say let's say the West and Russia. That'd be the best. That's more accurate description of that. Well, in this, in this regards, the UK and America are still like they're not at war with each other, but they're competitors, right? They're not direct competitors like Russia and the US were in the Cold War, right? Because UK yeah. and I get what you're saying, but like... It depends on the scale. I mean, like, on the large scale, it's like, yeah, we're the West, we're together. You know what I mean? But if it came down to Russia, you know what I mean? Like, they would... The UK and the US would be on the same team. I would think if... We're talking about how, like, you know, boots on the ground for Russia. I would think that what would happen if that happened, you would see, like, a coalition of most Western nations going, no. Right. You are not... You're done in Ukraine. Get the fuck out. If you're not, we'll come in. But that's beside the point. Yeah. But, like, I wonder, like, what, you know, because you said, you know, Russia got their fair German scientists. A lot of them escaped to Argentina Yeah. But, like, how did did America and the UK get, well, maybe because, you you know, if you had, in that era, do you want to go live in fucking Moscow? Or do you want to go to the fucking, do you want to go live in London or L.A.? Like, what do you want to do? Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Well, I think it depends on what they brought to the table as well. So, like, Warner Von Braun was, like, 
high up, but like he he was a very smart man as well. I mean, he was yeah. a, a rocket engineer, you know. Um, but there's there is a, there's a lot of stuff, and I think it's tied to I forget what it is the the tool or the Thule order or whatnot mm-hmm. that like the Nazis were looking into like the occult and like a lot of this old world stuff. And then that's when you get like rumors of like bases in Antarctica that like they, they found like beings that were already there and like, like, uh, um, I guess you would say like the aliens, the UFO technology we see today would be like those people. I, I don't necessarily buy into any of that, but if it were true, and these people were in, involved in stuff like that to kind of not necessarily keep like the the population in the dark, but to let them know what they want them to know about it, right? Yeah. So like like nowadays we see stuff where it's like, oh well, the Pentagon, CIA say they have more UFO technology or like data to reveal. It's like, well, how is this not a hustle, dude? Like how how like big. There, there's been all, all this stuff for like since when was Roswell 47 47 yeah. yeah and now it's become like like they have television shows where it's like you know you know could it be aliens that you know built the pyramids could it be aliens that built these ancient structures it's like could could it be humans? Yeah. yeah, it's all a front. It's all just a front for the technology that we acquired in the late '40s, and it's taken them 60 years to like slowly like like. There's some weird shit going on, guys. Yeah. And now to the point where during the pandemic, the government's like, we don't know where it came from, but look at this. It's- and then like I say, we have like <laughs> non-Earth like techno like technologies that they've discovered. Like they basically came in like, and said, hey, yeah, we've acquired and found like non-Earth-based things. Right. Like. <clears throat> but for them to come out and say that means that they've been sitting on it for a few decades. Oh, yeah. So, like, like even, like, the internet, like, the ARPANET initially, I think, was in the mid-60s, right? To where, like, they were successfully transferring data, like, from one coast to another coast, like, instantaneously. It, originally, it was DARPANET in the 50s because it had the word defense mm. at, the be- at the beginning of it, but then it became the private sector... From, well, just like any other major technological innovation came from the military first. So, like, you didn't even really see that into the um, uh, consumer-like culture until the 90s, until we were kids, you know? So that's... 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, with them coming out saying this stuff now, it's like, well, bro, what do they have? Like, they, I, I you, you, you see some shit that... Chinese uh, government will do for entertainment, I guess, and they'll like project things into the sky, like light shows mm-hmm. and whatnot, where it's like, like angels and like flying things in the sky. Yeah, we do that at concerts, like, like yeah, but this is like a different level than like oh, yeah, of course. holograms of dragons level. and shit. Like yeah, that, yeah, where it's it's like holy shit, man! Like that that looks real. The the stuff that that type that type of stuff is cool what's really like really cool to me is like what they're doing like drone shows and stuff mm-hmm. that stuff's like like there, there will be a time we'll be at war and then they'll make a face come out of a cloud and that face will dive on a battlefield and kill everybody like the mummy like yeah. <laughs> the yeah. face <laughs> <of that. laughs> 
That's scary, though, to think if they were to militarize that drone technology. I mean, obviously, drones are already militarized, yeah. but, like, coordinated swarms of they like, already pre, pre, I, I was, pre-programmed weapons. I was about to say, I saw some something on Telegram where it was, um, I think it was someplace in the Mediterranean, like, maybe Italy or Greece or something. I could be wrong. But you, uh, you hear, like, this, like, little, just quiet like little hum and then you see like 50 drones in unison just pass by this guy's window oh, that's all, terrifying. All, it, it just looks like cops <laughs> like, that's all it looks like like 50 little robot cops I mean, we already with, have, uh, with guns underneath them just like we already have like they're, they're using in Ukraine the switchblade drones they launch them up and they'll order for about an hour and you can watch them and they fire switchblades yeah. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> but uh, they, 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 they find a target and they just dive bomb and blow up. I mean, we already had that. There's, there, I know I've talked about this before because I think it's cool, but like, there's, uh, no one knows yet because there's no telling what kind of shit we've developed in the last 25 years. But they think that they have a stealth unmanned drone that will fly with a, uh, like a regiment of planes. When they're doing like close air support, and all that thing does is it will fly around. It will shit out drones. It will find like on the upside, and it'll just dump a bunch of drones out, and they'll loiter, and then they're all go down and blow up. How terrifying that is! When people talk about like, oh, the robots will take over. Like, I, I don't think it's gonna be like how movies say. I think it's yeah. just gonna be like, no, it's just gonna be governments and militaries controlling yeah. them. And people are like, oh, the robots are taking over. It's like, no, that's, that's people. Yeah. It's just the, the machinery will be, like, ubiquitous. Like, there'll just be skies. Instead of, like, oh, you've got cops around the corner or patrolling the highways, it's like, no, they're patrolling the skies and they're everywhere. And they're coordinated. I really, like, wonder what we have that we don't know about, that no one knows about. Like, what type of insane crazy, there's no way they actually do that shit that we have now. The, the grainy footage that they released to show, quote-unquote, UAPs or UFOs, yeah. I, you know that they've got better oh, to yeah. show than that. You know what I mean? The the little grainy, like, yeah, um, the cro- radar. The cr- crosshair footage of, like, you can't even you can't even really see what it is. You know what I mean? Talking about Ukraine UFOs, I mean, Billy Corbel was on um, Rogan's podcast a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about like the amount of UAPs and UFOs they're seeing over the battlefields in Ukraine are like astronomical. So, and they he got talking about every time there's a conflict on the world, you start seeing them. Mm-hmm. So he's you know either it's governments with like drone technology we have no idea how they how it's comprehended or whatever, or it's that they're like coming to watch us fight each other. Right. Good so, or both. Or both. Yeah. yeah probably, it's probably both. I think a lot of the stuff they've talked about, like, like at the governmental announcement, like, I, th- I think it's like government technology. I think it's stuff we already have a good understanding of, and we have practical practical uses for it. That's kind of the way I look at it. Is um, and what a better way to like test how good it is against the best military technology already in the world. I mean, there's no one else remotely close to us. So if you're going to make shit that we can't keep up with, you hope to God that we're the ones that have it. So, yeah. like, if a you know F twenty Raptor can't keep up and lock on whatever little flying bubble is, and it's our technology, then that's what you would hope. In a way, sometimes I think that the the small releases that we get is not only 
to drip feed us information. I think it's also communication with other nations. Yeah. To be like, exactly. you know what this is. You know, like, like not us, but like the American government talking to the Chinese government, you know, in a way that to us just looks like, um, you know, news footage. But in between world powers, they're winking like, you know what this is. Yeah. You know what we got. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, that's interesting. Yeah, mm. that's, yeah, exactly. I mean, what better way to, like, kind of, like, kind of start floating out your new technology than, like, it's off the coast of California, which we have a ton of bases on the coast of California. I mean, wouldn't you want to, like, launch, like, some type of sub- submarine drone that can launch and fly around and then go back down the ocean? Uh, you know, and that you can't lock on and it deactivates all your fucking targeting systems. And That's, that's why, uh... <laughs> Let's take it back to far-fetched corners, but like I, I think like some like magnetism and Earth's electromagnetism would be faster than any type of propulsion that we come up with. <clears throat> but I think it would have to, you would have to concede to a more, I guess, uh, Nikola Tesla type view of the world of a, of a fixed Earth yeah. that has, you know, some sort of rotation going either around or within us. And you're able to tap into that. And if you're able to do that, then you can just like seamlessly go from like one spot to another spot instantaneously, like across the across the planet. Yeah. Because it's uh, uh, what do you talk about? It's like a tether ball, right? With like the whatever the orbit system is of our planet. So if you put some sort of like energy pulse into that. Every time it comes around, you feed it more energy. Well, it just gets exponentially more energetic yeah. to where it just cycles infinite energy. And if that's the case, I imagine that you can draw from that and get energy and propulsion uh, a lot faster than you could by relying on combustion or the sun. What, yeah, whatever those things are that are moving, you know, that'll... They're moving at you know such high speeds it'll just seamlessly take a ninety degree turn. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's definitely operating on some kind of alternative physics. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, if there's a if there is a biological entity, human be human or otherwise, inside whatever the craft that is, they would be liquefied. You know, at, yeah. at, at <laughs> yeah. those kind of movement. So what? If with, it, it, with, with like a G force, yeah, right. For sure. That's that's what I mean. So like whatever like electromagnetic technology if that's what it is would have to be creating some kind of like gravitational field within it mm-hmm. to prevent just exploding every time you turn left right right which would probably have to do like a lot of them are like tic tac shaped or like plate shaped objects you know mm-hmm. um who's the guy um bob lazar where he talks about uh what the one that he worked on that it was like like it was like smooth like all the way around mm-hmm. and like it wasn't like on the know, inside no like on, on the, the outside on the outside that it wasn't like you didn't there were no bolts or rivets anywhere it was just like solid like like one piece and then another piece in the middle and like that there was some sort of rotation that would go on so like if you're if you're talking about otherworldly physics Right in um in a concave Earth model, uh, the the space ball or whatnot has a rotation of electromagnetic energy going one way, like clockwise, and another one going 
counterclockwise, right? It's, it's what flat earthers will a lot of times try to say that like the toroidal feel that they're they're living on the flat plane in between like these these two pear shapes and that there's probably another world underneath mm-hmm. like that one. You know yeah. they never get out of their house. <laughs> <laughs> you just like you just tell they never have been outside or like Yeah, well it's like I mean it's it's good use of like like critical thinking, but then at the same time it's like, well if if like that's true, it wouldn't matter if it's globular either because like you could have a hollow earth like you get to the north pole there could be an opening you go in there and there's something else inside the earth it could also work on a cellular cosmology because you go down to like the south pole say and well you go down and then there's another nesting doll like planet outside of that so like that plus like the, i think the argument with like what they're saying with the toroidal field and like these two energies like meeting it's like everything would be crushed. Like, it's like yeah. you think about like you put something between two magnets, right? That are either attracted or repelling to one another. Like, it's you're going to be crushed. Mm-hmm. You, you can't build a planet in there. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't make sense. But like, I don't know, something like a like a wormhole, right? I I think that like rather than using like light speed or like something that the uh, you know. A tribute to the sun or something that is seen, right? Alternate physics, like, may be the answer where it's like, what if we assume Earth is not moving, right? But it's something else that is moving, which means that there's energy in, in the universe that we can tap into. And if that's the case, then you can just, was it Event Horizon, that old movie where they talk about what's the shortest distance between two points? And the standard answer is a line. But the answer is zero. You just fold space-time. You get from one point to another. Yeah, yeah. where he takes the pencil and it's, yeah. it, instead of drawing, he like draws a line on the paper, but then he folds the paper in half and just stabs a hole through the paper. With yeah. The, yeah. That's, that's like... I don't think you can achieve that through combustion. No, no. It, I mean, yeah, it would be some, some form of alternate physics. I mean, like... It's theoretical, you know, like the whole time travel and teleportation and all stuff like that. But it's like, it's like almost in the world of fantasy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we see that we see this like weird technology doing this unexplainable shit. But it's like, I don't know. It's like I can't even imagine how that would work. You know, it's like on the macro level, we've never seen anything that we can explain as far as like, oh, it just, you know. It just went through a whole uh, an imaginary hole in space time. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, like, it's wild. It's, it's never really been like um, observed or like dem- it's never been demonstrated. You know, there's um there's some things and like a lot of flat earthers will hold up for their arguments um, from documents that like uh, NASA has put out or. Um, it's 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 like Department of Defense, but it's it's another branch of the military. It's not the DOD, but it's another one where um, it'll be like um, yeah instructions for like flight or like certain types of planes, like aircraft, right? Of like how how the mathematics work and the weapon systems work, and you know, pretty much an owner's manual. So what the assumptions are is that it's a it's a flat non-rotating earth. Right. They operate as if it were flat and non-rotating. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like the 
they'll point to like, oh, see, it says flat. It's like, well, it's because of our size and the curvature argument. Like, like if the curve is up or down, but eight inches per mile squared, and you're in an airplane, then like, yeah, it's it's presumed flat. But the non-rotating one is like pretty significant, right? Because it's like, well, we actually don't perceive the Earth moving. We've never been able to prove that the Earth moves. We just are able to prove that there is rotation, mm -hmm. like that something is moving. So if 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 that's the case, because like if the, if the planes are traveling on a flat plane anyway, it wouldn't make sense because they're traveling with a nose up, like the whole time, mm -hmm. right? Like they're they're flying like this. So their their argument of oh yeah, you would just take off into space. It's like well yeah, but if if the curve's going up then you have to keep your nose up. Otherwise, you could crash into, like, the mountains eventually. Well, that's like the flat Earth argument. It was like they would, they would if it were globe, globular, the planes would always be nose down yeah. to compensate for the curvature. But, yeah, like you said, it's like they assume that it's flat and non-rotating. Because otherwise, you would, otherwise you'd be nose up or nose down. Yeah. Unless you were, you know, ascending or descending. Yeah. I think uh, you kind of fly with your nose up anyway because... You have to, well, yeah, <laughs> you have yeah, to yeah, keep to, it up. Because of drag, yeah. yeah. How did we get here? <laughs> we went from big big titty MVP of the of the week to Earth Flat not Earth. moving. <laughs> I don't I don't believe uh the their curvature argument is correct. I think there's I think there's too much evidence against it. Again, like certain things just like maps alone where it's like bro, you don't have you don't have a map. They they even have a Mercator map that's flat and rectangular, that the mileage still works. Like, it distorts the mm -hmm. continents and the land and everything, but it still works. Well, that documentary you showed me, The Principle, the main thing that, that I got from that was, like, all of the experimentation we've done over hundreds of years, like, <clears throat> can work both ways. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. they're like, well, the only thing we can prove is that something's moving, and you can't definitively prove that it's us or our surroundings. It, and it works both ways, no matter which way you look at it. Yeah, it becomes a faith-based argument. Mm -hmm. And with the, going back to the James Webb telescope thing, it's an emotional argument. It's mm. because everyone who showed me, like, I had people be like, have you seen these pictures? You know, pull out their phone, like, look at, look at this. Isn't it amazing how insignificant we are? We're nothing. And it's like, well, yeah, you're really reinforcing the the nihilistic worldview with that one. Yeah, yeah. I know how we get we got here. We started talking about that about like hopelessness and people being uh, taught that they're nothing, and then the Operation Paperclip, mm -hmm. and all that. But no, it's uh, I yeah, like we've talked about before, like you know something like company or agency or institution as large as like NASA like they even have say so of their over other countries like space programs like well I mean they, the world kind of takes our legal end stuff outside of Russia and China with their adversaries but most of the western world takes our lead mm. there on is, space stuff well I think because we control most of the skies for starters I mean we're we're going to be the predominant superpower for a very long time 
So did you ever find out uh, any updates on that uh, Z stuff? Yeah, the stuff from China yesterday. Uh, there's a few of the ones you're talking. It were not like very legitimate, like Twitter accounts. Mm -hmm. What is this? Apparently, the, the, the there's a rumor going around that President Z has been arrested, and there's been there's a coup going on in China. Because huh. there's been like a lot of grounded flights, um, a lot of militaries moving in, but apparently they're doing the by us. No, by China. Oh, oh, there's a coup going on within China. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and apparently, you know, the rumors going around he's been arrested, he's on house arrest, but it's not kind of, kind of coming out that like they're doing their, like, their election year stuff where they vote him back in and he'll be voted back in this time permanently or whatever. It's one of those things, there's a lot of smoke going on, but no one's found the fire yet. And it might not be nothing. It might be something. What do you think the odds are that uh, Pelosi's uh, goons, like where she made that trip to Taiwan, they uh, they got to Xi Jinping? <sighs> Don't think so. <laughs> I think uh, what what's so troublesome. <laughs> what I've seen is that like Z has not came out or anybody like official spokesperson has came out and said, "Oh no, he's fine." There's been like documents. Oh, he's on the the docket for this. Whatever and shit like that, but no, like, no one's seen him. Nothing. Sounds and, like sounds like Chinese patriots are in control. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the first, well, like when you started talking about it, the first thing I'm thinking was like, so are they having military tribunals in the tunnels? Uh, well, <laughs> it's definitely get like, the kids out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a lot of, like. Because he's not the, the he, they went with the one with the zero COVID policy, which has been disastrous for their economy. Um, the Evergrande stuff with uh, the housing market and shit is the, their their economy is literally about to fall off a cliff, and they're doing everything they can to prevent it from happening. But it's still gonna happen. Like they're just delaying the inevitable. It's probably gonna Sounds be like worse. A, a trend the the whole world's kind of going through. Uh. I think what will happen is everybody will go to shit, but I think we will come out on the other side better than everybody else. The collective West will. I don't think I think Russia's done with, um, and China will soon follow. Once China is, once Russia falls, China's China will probably be brought to heel. Do you think they'll uh, try to take Taiwan bef before uh, that happens? They, they they don't they don't have it. Like it's just all bluster. China doesn't. No they, no, they don't have, yeah. they don't have the Navy. They only have a certain window of the year they can cross and do an amphibious assault. And the second an amphibious, uh, like uh, the boats start pulling up, they have all our missile technology. Like they, 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 it will be worse than it'll be worse than ten D days. It'll be awful. It'll have to be like a cultural change, like a, like a, like the Hong, Taiwan will have to re relinquish themselves voluntarily for them to be back in China, or they have to do a culture, culture change. Like a color revolution, they 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 for the next twenty years cannot, they they, they won't do it. They won't because there's no like good place to land. Um, let's say you fly planes across the Strait of Taiwan, they'll be shot down. Mm. Like it would be, it's it's not mil militarily feasible to do because the the side they come onto, there's no good beaches. It's all mountainous, craggy bullshit. So they pretty much have to conquer the whole island in order to do it and yeah. exhaust whatever resources yeah. and manpower to, and like, to say, achieve that. The boats coming across will be sank. Planes flying across will be shot down. Um, they're not... They have, like I said, we've been propping them up for years. So, like, I, it's just them running their mouth.
thought is. And again, I'm a farmer, so don't take what I say fucking, but I follow like a lot of <laughs> Tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Yeah. Like the invade time watch. Shit! <laughs> For a farmer, I mean, you have more geopo- geopolitical knowledge than I do. What, so like, what, say, let's say that the Chinese economy collapses tomorrow. What does the aftermath of that look like? Who, who takes, who takes power if, if it depends on how dominant Xi is. If he's still the the, the big dick in China, I mean, I mean, what like the 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 information coming out of China is so like limited, especially in my mind. Um, what is the opposition? I mean, there's like there's two big parties I know in China. Yeah, like one of them is, I guess you would say, a little more liberal with their corporate communism, like Western. Yeah, like Xi's party is, or like his. Click or whatever is a little, little more lenient, and then you've got another one. It's led by um, I forget his name. He's a military guy, but is primarily uh, responsible for some of the the, the Uyghurs and the uh, Christian uh, Chinese citizens that are being sterilized and round up and camped because right. it's it's better for everybody that they have CCP approved. Uh, religious practices, so they give them CCP Bibles and CCP Korans, and you don't, you don't, you don't need to read the other stuff. That's 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 Western filth. So eventually, it will probably that type of ideology. Eventually, I think if you remove all Western influence from your society altogether, then you just move the goalposts, right? So that's like, well, you know, numbers are kind of bigoted in Arabic. <laughs> and you know we're kind of Chinese. We don't we don't really we don't really care for Arabian systems of of uh, of the way the world works. So we're we're just gonna just gonna get rid of that as well. So Z Z is the I mean it's it's all communist over there, right? But yeah. Z is the more Western friendly. No, 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 no. Compared compared to this guy I'm talking about, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say friendly is. I mean, the, within this, that's what Z realizes that he that you need the collective West for their comfort country to be even remotely relevant because right. we went over there in the seventies and say, hey, we were dumb. We'll we'll do business with you. We'll bring up your middle class. They'll be more liberal. Then it, by proxy, we'll eventually bring down communism. Right, China. right, right. Didn't work. We just made stronger communism, and they figured out that oh. You can still be a, a, a like a totalitarian, authoritarian communist regime as long as you just allow capitalism to happen. Yeah, right. And the other sect is, I guess, more of a nationalistic, more militarized, and more uh, pro eugenics. I guess where it's like, and this is the faction that's supposedly going through with the coup. Is allegedly, it's one of the big main generals does not like Z. Right, that might be who you're talking about. Um, I I don't know much about Chinese. Uh, Politics, but I, I know I know that's like the big schism in the CCP is like I I, <laughs> I guess they're they're kind of microcosms of both our left and right. If you take out the communism and you just kind of look at culture, or right. it's like all right, on both of them you kind of have ethnic cleansing, right? The left wing is kind of fetishizing the Black American, and then the right wing you've got you know. They took our jabs. Right, you know. right. But what will happen to them if, like, Z is out? Probably nothing. They're they're a monoculture. Like, mm-hmm. they're just, there'll be some other guy, the police person, same thing going there. What happens if their economy falls apart will be different. 
because their whole economy is basically propped up worse than I was. You know, in '08 it was like, oh, the worst crash ever. Like, and only 10% of our economy was wrapped up in like houses. Theirs is like up to like 35%. Mm-hmm. And then you have that's just in homes. Then you've got how much money they dump into like uh, infrastructure. So like the ghost cities they built and like bridges and cities that go to nowhere. They've they've also had um, before uh, Mao took over. There was um, this guy. It was like a brutal civil war. It was like um, like one of the uh, most uh, what's the now form of casualty? Not casual. That sounds fucking. They had like more casualties, uh, I think, than our civil war did. But uh, there's this this guy that thought he was the communist reincarnation of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> and I need to look into Chinese political history a little bit more. Than it's it's, it's pretty wild. There was at one point, um, I think it was after, after the Qin Dynasty, uh, where you know China gets its namesake from, uh, but uh, where he just, the, the next emperor ruler that came in was just sort of like, all right, we're not going to allow visitors into China. We're not going to allow trading with other nations. We're going to focus on China. And they shut the doors. Didn't allow anybody in. Didn't allow people to leave, I'm guessing, as well. Yeah. But they'll, they'll have these giant cultural shifts. I, th- I think whenever the Chins took over, I could be mistaken, but they took all of like the former administration's like, I guess you would say scientists and thinking minds and leaders and buried them alive and burned their books. Oh, cool. And Jesus. We're just like, all right, done with that. New era begins. And anybody that didn't like it, well, I mean, you just get rid of them. That seems to be the way humanity kind of works for the most part. Even in America, like, I mean, you look at like post uh, slavery. Uh, America, and then you just start seeing legislation come in that was just like targeted just to black people instead. <laughs> instead, right. it's just like, well, okay, well you ain't a slave, but you you can't vote. You, you can't own land either. <laughs> no, can't no loan, no loan. Sorry, I saw the name Johnson. I thought it was suspicious. I I'm, I have to ask you to leave this bank immediately. But like you. Not so much, I don't think, this year, but, like, last year, you start seeing people get like that with, like, unvaxxed people, where it's just like, well, just round them up. Just round them up, and if they don't want to get it, then just, just get rid of them. They're too dangerous. It's like, bro, this... You did see a lot of that on Twitter, like, hey, fuck them. Yeah. Put them in jail. I don't care. Yeah. I want this shot that we don't know really works yet. I want them to take this, so I feel better. I want to leave my house. I don't want to be frightened anymore. It's like, leave, bitch, go! <laughs> Shit, go! Who told you? Who told you you're not allowed to leave? The TV man? Oh, they know what's best. Batting a thousand, like <laughs> fucking people, man. It's so like with the kind of touched on economic downfall a little bit. So at some point, like in the last month, somebody high up in the German military—not uh, military, the German government. Uh, was talking about how everyone will remember where they were on September 24th, which was yesterday. Yeah. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Did y'all hear about... Yeah. Because the, well, they're... 
Not to interrupt. No, because well, no, I, I, I don't know much about it. I just saw that date going around in the quote from the, from the, the German politician. Was it just total bullshit? Well, it is from all the people. Because Germany's kind of embroiled with the whole Ukraine thing because they are like literally over the fucking barrel for energy mm. from Russia. Right. So. That's not to say. And plus, that's. Pull up my map. Keep talking. Um. I mean, do you have Twitter? Like TikTok, yeah, I, I have Twitter. You but probably I have like a lot. Much. Yeah, well, there's like a lot of people that like. I use it for stock tips mostly. You take like um, there'll be like 50 people who know the very base level what's going on, mm-hmm. and then they'll base their whole entire opinion and fact over that. And right, that's what it is. Right, and then I've had I've had this whole group of people like talking about like the 24th, and they were relating it to like. Nuclear strikes or something with fucking in the government, like no one fucking knew. Right. It's just some dipshit making up, making big bullshit up. The um, the only stuff I saw was, was the the stuff you sent me yesterday on the, the Xi Jinping thing, and they were doing training exercises in Arizona, where they said that uh, you know, well, don't don't be alarmed, you know, we're we got people out here training for like like. Crisis acting, essentially, mm. but not not the kind where you know it's. Active. That was on the twenty fourth, also. Uh, there was the twentieth, the twenty second. I, I remember think. seeing that job that job posting going around where they were asking for participants in a yeah. military exercise. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I've been kind of unplugged the last week or two. Just it's been, probably a good thing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it is. Um, so, like the few the past few days coming up to the show. To today's recording, I'm like looking around on my social media. It's like what's what's been going on? You know, I want to have something to talk about, and it's like, well, I just couldn't get over those giant fucking knockers. <laughs> yeah, all. right. That was pretty much the the <laughs> happening of the week was these big fake tits. Like well, those those things caused as much ruckus with me almost as nine eleven did. Like <laughs> everyone in the world will remember where they were. Saw <laughs> 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 that shop teacher's big old titties. What, what I think how dangerous what, that is being a shop teacher, those big ass fake ass tits. Dude, the whenever I first saw the video for it, and it was before he saw the face of the shop teacher, I see the titties getting closer to that circular saw plate. I'm like, Ooh, what is this something that should be on my feed right now? Like where's my where's my little drop screen of like, hey, this is, this is some fucked up shit you're about to see. The, it's been like kind of like literally kind of quiet the last two weeks. Like, seemed, yeah, because it seems well every time I come over here to record an episode, it's like you know um, there's there's always something you know going on. It's like oh, did you see that? You know, did you see this video of the recent most recent fake bullshit that's happening? Or like oh, they talked about this and UFOs? Or like this is the crazy shit that's going on in politics? And you're right, it's like. It has it has been a little bit quiet. Well, the, the queen died. That's right? true. The queen That's died. True. People are like kind of starting to accept that fucking Biden's brain's completely gone. So no one no one's really talking about him. Right. Um. Uh, let's see. Ukraine's made some very large gains in the war. Uh, Russia's mobilized over a million people. It's gonna be an absolute fucking disaster. Damn. Uh, anime titty girl. Ha- titty man happened. <laughs> anime titty man. <laughs> <laughs> um. There's the been a whole qu- bunch the, of... Apparently, uh, the Vanderbilt... Queen, the Queen thing was like... Ah, fuck. Like four or five days of like a Come news cycle. <laughs> four or five days? She, the, the bitch was above ground for ten. Like yeah. they buried her. The, uh... There was some... 
I don't know if it was Sky or the BBC, but they're doing a uh, you know, uh, top-down view of uh, yeah, the motorcade. And one of the announcers has, I don't know, a Freudian slip or read the wrong copy, but it was like, oh, yes, uh, uh, the vehicle is uh, making its way to wherever the, the tomb is at. Like, uh, where she, uh, the queen has been uh, laying in rest for the last four years. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's something that goes around, you know, I'll see every now and then people, um, you know, throwing around the idea that, oh, the queen's been dead for a long time, which I wouldn't be surprised if when they announced that she had died, that she had already been dead for two weeks or whatever. There was a fair amount of uh, deep fake videos and then some even that were supposed to be legitimate that started getting scrutinized of the queen. Uh, one was whenever she met the uh, the new prime minister or whoever uh, the lady was ever replaced uh, whatever Cuckface McGee's name was, Boris. Yeah. Bojo. Bojo. <laughs> Boris Johnson. But um, there's a couple of glitches in the background, like during movements where like, uh, I forget it's like the fireplace or a vase on the fireplace, but like something distorts. They're not making eye contact with one another. Like the queen is like, uh, granted she's like three foot four, but like she's like, looking at her knees and shaking the hand of her and it's like are you checking out her dick through the <laughs> I, I, I would probably gather say that she's probably might, might have been bed bound for the last few months yeah and I don't know about dead dead be hard to fucking cover up well that was that was one of the things that um, the Q movement kind of picked up on was um, what don't they pick up on <laughs> the truth a lot of <laughs> <laughs> Reality, oh, it's reality a lot. <laughs> but no, it was um, <coughs> um, it had something to do with like uh, like the actual roots of like who the the true heir to the throne was, and mm -hmm. it picked up on that. Well, this is actually a Germanic family that they have ties with royalty in many different countries over Europe over many different years, and they're all like. They're all incredibly, inbred, incredibly inbred. I would say incredibly. They look normal, but like dude, look at look at the king's fucking fingers, man. The sausage little. Fucking uh, it's like the, the world's worst case of gout. Well, apparently, <laughs> like he has like bad heart problems, and that's like one of the signs of like swelling feet and hands. So he, he's probably not going to be king very long. Oh no, no. I would uh, I would wager that what would probably happen. Is because uh, he's already talked about like doing uh, increasing kind of the WEF like agenda as far oh, yeah, as yeah he's on the he's on the <laughs> on the payroll he, for sure. he he's he's all about that Klaus Schwab ticket to freedom uh, but he's talked about um, if the uh, if the global economy can't improve then they might have to ask someone in particular he doesn't mention who for for help right so. Well, it's probably the devil himself, but like realistically, you know, some sort of banking like empire, right? So I imagine what he would do is that he would, before abdicating the throne, is that he would take out a loan against the value of the people of Great Britain, right? So if you have been increasing your flow of immigration over you know, past couple of years, you now have even more people, right? Which means, kind of back what we were talking about with insurance companies earlier, 
your net worth of your assets is even more so. So you can kind of do what the U.S. did in the 1870s and then more so with the Woodrow Wilson Act, which is turn your country into a different type of corporation, take out a loan and use your populace as collateral, right? And then if anything bad should happen, it'll go on the taxpayers or the lowest class, right? Whichever class you deem, you know, you can squash all the classes into one if you want, and then you just have bourgeois and proletariat. Communism a different way. This this was the speech where he was saying that the situation we're in now is going to take trillions. Of, yeah. Well, I think he said pounds. So I was going to say dollars. But yeah. It's I mean, trillions the in their cartoon money. Well, I mean, they the COVID really fucked everything up. Like, because we just from an American point, we printed too much money. Uh, we, Way too much. The um, well, we we more or less I guess doubled like what our um, how the amount of money we had. I guess spent, accumulated, I'm fucking up my words here, but like from the time we became a country until 2020, right? Yeah. We printed more money in 2020 than had been printed up to that point. Yes. Right. And that was since, a lot like, what, the Civil since, War or? Since uh, over 200 years yeah. worth. There's uh, one of the big bank CEOs, or they, they see that the stock market and the, the, like basically the global economy will be flat for the next 10 years. Mm hmm. I believe it. Well, um, before we get off the Queen thing too much... Um, oh, I'm never getting off the Queen. <laughs> uh, I sent it to you. I don't know if you saw it. The, there was a Twitter account that predicted the Queen's death yeah. to the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you see how that turned out? No. So Okay, so um, the Twitter handle is like Adam Leoxide or something like that. It's this super mysterious Twitter account. Their name for the account is just a question mark has big Q vibes because they've only been around, they haven't been around very long, but if you go back in their Twitter history, like their tweets, it's like um, all these random number sequences that don't make any sense, um, predictions for the future, the world will be engulfed in flames and on this day in 2064 or something like that. Uh, prices for Bitcoin and Ethereum like in the $90,000 range and one of them was the queen will die on September 8th, 2022. And so the day or two after she died, or it was released that she died, that tweet was you know getting passed around. And uh, one account that I saw on Instagram had a link to the actual tweet, so you could go and actually confirm that it was real. It had been posted, I don't know, weeks or a couple months beforehand. And uh, so after a few days after that tweet got went viral, that the account holder was was uh, tweeting stuff like. Now that I have your attention, I have an announcement to make. Um, I will release a video at noon central time on September 15th or whatever it was. It, it was a Friday at noon our time. And um, I was like, oh man, what is it? You know, I was, I was super interested. Buy my NFT. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I started looking at the stuff they had liked and it was all like pretty much normie progressive left stuff, BLM, pro-trans kids, stuff like that, anti-Trump stuff. And pop culture liking Game of Thrones and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, this is probably bullshit. The day the day comes, I totally forgot about it until that night I had got home. I was about to get in the shower. I was just scrolling through. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta check this Twitter account, see what the big announcement was. It was a trailer for an independent animated series that this guy was releasing about aliens. 
it was total bullshit. I guess he just got lucky with the Queen's prediction and was just riding that wave of virality. I wonder how many different profiles he had where he's just like, the Queen of England will die September 7th, 2022. <laughs> Queen of England will die September 8th, 2022. It's 500 accounts. Each yeah. one has a prediction for a different day. <laughs> And different cele- different celebrities as well, yeah. like and different prices of Bitcoin and everything. It takes them like three days to like do every day of the fucking year, and then like the whole year passes. Just like goddamn, I got this all over. <laughs> babe, babe, the Queen's dead. I got to go on Twitter. I can finally I, release the trailer for my cartoon. I have an important announcement to make. <laughs> Seven days later, and the really sad part was that it was. It's not even a well done. It's it's like a shitty animation. Obviously, it's like a one-man production, and it's like, come on, dude! Like, and then reading the comments under the release of the trailer, it's just like, unfollow. Come on, are you fucking serious? Kill yourself! Like, all okay. <laughs> <laughs> the best internet fucking yeah. ever. Just kill yourself. Yeah. You're telling me Go Go goes to Mars in a space car is is what <laughs> is not important, bro? I predicted the Queen dying, man. <laughs> Come on, this is cultural, like, importance or whatever. It was cool, like, watching, like, the whole prompt and circumstance of her funeral. It, it's kind of ridiculous. also kind of cool that some of that type of stuff, like, traditions still exist, so to speak. They have, like, so many, like, different things they have to do. Like, there's, like, there's two people in, like, their part or whatever that's come in, and they have a stick. They have to break the stick and put it on her casket. Just shit like that. Yeah, the tradition and yeah. the, yeah. That stuff's kind of cool. You could, you could critique the fucking royal family. There, I wonder why other families aren't given such funeral <laughs> rights. They're not, the funeral, they're not the royal family. I don't know. David Icke has a uh, thing where he talks about, uh, in uh, Britain, you know, you could be arrested for hate speech. Or if you know somebody yeah. is a, a racist or a bigot, you should report it to the police. So he reported the royal family to the police because he said that not only are they saying you can't be royal unless you're white, but you have to be in the same fucking family as well. <laughs> There's a there was a large wave of like celebration when she died. Yeah, like I was just about to Yeah, which like I've always um I've always said like it's I don't celebrate the death of anybody, you know. Even yeah, like not. even Osama bin Laden, when they said that he they killed him, it's like okay, it's still, well, like, it's still a human being. Yeah, it's like, uh, and I've said it before. Every death is a tragedy, even if it's the biggest the, death of, the well, biggest piece of shit in the world. You know what I mean? And there's plenty that you could you could say about the royal family and Elizabeth in particular. Um, you know, the, the rumors of missing children from residential schools in Canada, and you know. Stories about hunting people and all kind of all kind of shit. You Did know? you know she had two sisters? No. Yeah, they're they're very mentally disabled. Wait, Wonder how that. No, 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 cousins. They're cousins. My bad. They're very disabled. Is it one of them like in an asylum or something? Uh, she died in like 2013. Mm-hmm. One died in, a, in an asylum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. No one knew about that. I did hear about that. Was, um, I didn't know this until recently that um, uh, Diana, you know, was always. Um, an outsider, mm-hmm. right, for the royal family, and you know, she uh, was married to the king or now king. She knew about the tunnels. <laughs> she knew all about the tunnels. She died in one too. <laughs> Fitting in. Mm-hmm. Teach you to learn about our secret tunnels. <laughs> but um, you know, they uh, uh, propped her up as um, at least as a 
people of Britain and arguably to America as she was, you know, a commoner. You know, she was she was the a people's you know, princess. Yeah, yeah, people. the people's princess. Meanwhile, she came from a royal family, just not that royal family, uh. but like. She came from like other royalty and like had been trained since a little girl to be queen and like a princess and all this stuff. Because doesn't like Camilla did she come from like another line of royals? Essentially? I think so. Yeah. Which is so weird that like they still had those lineages. Like that fucking matters. Well, I mean, once Charles started doing that, I imagine Diane was just getting gang banged all the fucking time. Like she's a princess and you're you're king. Your or your prince is cheating on you with somebody? Oh shit! She went to Dick Town, dude. Well, a big a big theory is that she was pregnant with a Muslim baby. Mm, yeah, too, at the time, um, Dodi Dodi Al Fayed, yeah, um, who was another royal, you know, yeah. from the Saudi line, I believe. Um, one interesting thing about her death that tunnel that that she died in was uh, there's stories going back hundreds of years about Masonic ritual killings that took place in that tunnel mm. as part of like um, what they call the killing of the king ritual in Freemason circles which um, has a lot of parallels to the Kennedy assassination but that cornered in a conduit ra- that's a whole that's a whole uh, rabbit hole that's full of synchronicities and numerical alignments and all kind of crazy shit you could spend hours reading about that should, uh, should unpack that at a future episode yeah. or something Masonic stuff is like uh, at like a local level. It's just a bunch of old fucking dudes cooking Boston butts for, on, around Thanksgiving. Well, there's that's why it's so easily dismissed. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's also there's you know there's different schools of masonry. I guess you'd say there was you know the the French Revolution was one school which is more equivalent to like the modern left, yeah. and then this is the Jacobins. Which is, is that, that where that name comes from? Yeah, the J- the, the Jacobins or yeah, I don't know how you pronounce it, but yeah, they were they were extreme left. Um, the ones doing the French Revolution wanted to reset the calendar and have a, a, a basically the <laughs> back then's version of the New World Order. They were going to start everything over in mm-hmm. like a like a platonic you know society. Yeah, which I mean, that's kind of received like the modern left now of like. No, America bad. We need we need to right. make a new nation. It's like, well, yeah, you can, but <laughs> I, I think most Americans don't realize that how great they have it. Like how great it is to be born, and unfortunately, you're to be born here. Warts and all, it's the you don't want to live anywhere else in the world. Fuck no, man. Like, yeah, I mean, you're not probably not living on a fucking coastal chateau in Italy, and then that probably has its own perks. But like, <laughs> name name another place where it's okay to be poor because you're actually a millionaire compared to poor in the rest of the world. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I am not a wealthy man by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, but I mean... But you got an Xbox. I do. (laughs) You have two TVs in one room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's... It ain't bad, you know? But it can get bad. And just kind of like that, uh... We were talking about earlier, I, I usually think of whatever that uh, that trope is where it's like strong men create good times good times, good times create weak men weak men weak, men, weak men create bad times bad times, times create strong, strong men yeah. it's like well fuck man and me compared to like my ancestors I'm like I'm weak as fuck dude like I don't I don't have I'll, I'll, I'll 
farm like on my land like yeah, you're not mate you're not like you're not surviving off what you can produce yourself no no it's not a daily struggle where i'm just like oh didn't find a boy in yeah, the woods I, today don't know what i'm gonna tell I martha guarantee if you went back to your ancestors in the fucking hills of west virginia and they told me, oh, I don't have to fucking go out in the woods and scounge for food. I just go to, I just, I go down to the pizza shop 20 miles away and <laughs> drive back and I watch a, a, a show on my television. They'll be like, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not that's, gonna what, go, that's what we're fighting for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like it's, man, I feel so blessed, like not to cheese it up, but like, like I really do, man. Like when I think about like all those people fought and fucked to get me to where I am. Yeah. But you know. at the same time, you go back and show them a video of the big, big titted shop teacher. Yeah, this is this is what you did. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is what you fought for. This is what you fought for. <laughs> Thanks. Thank God you're not Canadian, because if you didn't like this, you'd be going straight to jail, bigot. Good shit. Well, hell, fellas, we got like three and a half hours. That's the norm. I actually went by pretty quick. Yeah, I. Uh, our, our our guest, our PI guest, who sadly couldn't make it today, uh, <laughs> re- remarked uh, on a he was doing a case like driving somewhere, so he was like listening to the show. He's like, like like you guys took like four four and a half hours with like that last one. I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean we, I, the way I view it, I just go in and bullshit with my friends. Yeah, yeah. that's how I see it. Too. I mean, if that mic was not on, then we'd have the same conversation. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mostly. Probably a little more racist. (laughs) (laughs) Should start a Patreon for the hour conversation we have after the mic turns off. (laughs) Man. Big bucks. Well, thanks everybody for listening and tuning in to New Southern Heretics. Enjoy the rest of your day. See you next time. Bye-bye.